My old man's a dustman, he wears a dustman's cap. He wears gold blimey trousers and he lives in a council flat. <laughs> that was painless. Come on. Was that not painless? Well, no one can see my face. So. <laughs> That's what I love about podcasts. It's just strictly audio. The personality has to get across the microphones. That's all it is, man. Where are we, guys? Where I got, I got a full house here. I got Jason to the side of me, to the right of me, from Keystone. To the Keystone. right of me, I have Brawley Reynolds. Stu, Stu over Baker. there. And then to the right of you, Stu? We have Justin. From? <laughs> JPM Carpentry. So yeah. we got a full house today. We're up at, uh, where exactly are we? Because I'm a city guy, so I just follow the I navigation. I can tell you where we are, but you, Jason will have to translate. Okay. So we're in Notawa. 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 <laughs> N-O- not Ottawa. Not Ottawa. N O T T A W. That's, that's where Whenever we are. I say not Ottawa, everyone goes, what? 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 <laughs> not, not, not. But Ottawa. it's beautiful country up here. It was actually a really beautiful drive getting up here. Yeah, it's really good. nice. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show. Jason, once again, thank you for being on the show. The Pleasure. new guys coming on the show. We got the young in. Uh, how old are you, Stu? Uh, 50 in February. Look at that. So I'm 50 in November. And then, Jay, where are you? I'm 49, coming up February. So we're all the same, and you're an odd man out, yeah. Justin. 20, 27. 27, baby, over Justin here. Justin can still touch his toes. <laughs> yeah, bar- barely. <laughs> barely. So we're in your shop. We're recording here. I see that there's a lot of DeWalt around here, and this show is not brought to you by DeWalt. No. <laughs> I'm there's just going to say that. There's a festival. There's a festival over there, and you were saying there was some sort of Bosch over there, or you maybe yeah, just. Yeah, it's retired. It's retired. That's <laughs> what it is. Let me get the creds. I got to get the creds out of here. So, Stu from Brawley Reynolds' uh, website is brawleyreynolds.com? .ca. .ca, okay. And then it's Stu at brawleyreynolds.ca, and the Instagram is at brawleyreynolds. And for anybody, it's B R O L L Y. And then we've got Justin, and Justin is JMP Carpentry, owner, Facebook page. You're on there as well? Yeah, just on Facebook. What's uh, it called? on fa- <clears throat> Just JMP, right? Yeah, JMP Carpentry. And then the email is Justin. How do you pronounce the last name? Politsky. Politsky at hotmail.com. P-A-U-L-I-T-Z-K-S-I? Z-K-I. Z-I. All right, there you go. I'm not... It's a handful. It's a yeah. handful. What's your background? Uh, Polish. That's what you got to be with the ski behind there, right? That's what (laughs) JMP Carpentry on Instagram, on Facebook, and and then it's Jay Politsky on Instagram. Yep. And then Jason, the Keystone Contractor, the Keystone Contractor, and your creds there. You want to share that? Keystone Contractor on Instagram, the Keystone Contractor, and email is info at thekeystonecontractor.com. I find it funny that the older trades, when they get on the mics, they have to dig around for their information. The younger <laughs> trades have all the information. I'm one of the older trades. I'm putting myself in that same boat. Okay, I'm sorry, but I am putting myself in that same the boat. The only but reason I, I remember my number half the time is because the last digits are my birth date. <laughs> 28. <laughs> 28, 8, 8, 8, 8. Let's everybody figure out his PIN number now. Let's do yeah. that. <laughs> I got <So> one guess. <laughs> all right, guys, what do you want to talk about today? What do we want to touch upon? I know that, uh, Stu, you and I, we had a few conversations in the last few weeks when we were talking about rates, and rates has been a a huge thing on everybody's mind. Driving up here, I was talking to Mark Frazier from Craig Moore, and he had an interesting meeting with a MP 
talking about trades and I'm actually going to be doing a show with him, but he was talking about rates. And, and I know that on the last show with Carlito, we discussed it and I threw it out. Mark also mentioned that today to get a tradesperson on site, it's a thousand bucks for yeah. one day. Oh yeah. We've been talking about money over the longest time last few weeks yeah i want the homeowners because we have homeowners listening to the show to understand that to get a professional tradesperson at your home it's a thousand bucks yeah and also the thing is uh, so i'm part of a couple groups tile uh tile money uh global tile posse and i don't do tile full-time but we do bathrooms so we're in and out of tile all the time backsplashes is a point of contention and it goes along with any small little job. If you're just coming in and out for like a few hours, half a day, and people think that you're out of your mind because of what you're charging. And I try to explain, like, if I'm there for two or three hours, it's occupying my entire day. You're taking away. So if I'm, people want a breakdown of time and material. I'm like, can't do it. Here's a day rate. Here's what it is. You can either work with it or you can go because... Okay, sure, there are like handy guys, guys like that that'll come in and they'll do, you know, an hourly rate. Oh, it's like 40 bucks to fix this, 20 bucks to fix that. Like all three of us are sitting, all of us, all four of us are sitting here. And we have huge expenses running a business. Each one is its own entity. It's true. And yeah. to sit there and come in and do like a, like a backsplash. Guys get all, minimum, doesn't matter the size of it and it, how small it is. It's, it's two grand. I'm a day to go in. Set it all. I'm not grouting that day. And then by the time you come in the next day, set up, mix, get even go and get your grout, put it all in, finish it all up, rinse everything off. You're half a day there. I mean, it's occupied a full day. I want to justify these rates and the reasoning behind it. But before we do that, we know a little bit about Jason and Keystone, but I want to get to know you two gentlemen. I know a lot more about Stu than I do Justin, but where's the backgrounds from? How'd you guys get into construction? There's a good 25 years separating you guys here, right? Yeah, I, I started when I was 15. Stu is from France. No, he's not. I am from the France. <laughs> he's from Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Where are you from exactly? Is that Scarborough, Canada? Because you guys steal all our names. That's right. It's actually. true. I mean, yeah. it's true. We are the Commonwealth, part of it. Yeah. So everything you that you guys did, you bring it over here, including I wish, yourself. I wish we'd bring our apprenticeship programs over here. What, how are they over there? My story, real fast. 14, I'd done work experience at school. So there was loads of us that all wanted to get into trades. And then they, they give you like a trade test, you know, to see what kind of trade you want to be in. So obviously I was at the smart end. So I became an electrician, right? And then all the wet trades were all down the other end. So right off the bat, yeah. Stu, you just want to upset the other trades. Let's just get upsetting. Okay. That's what we like to do, wind everyone up. That's what all the English do, right? So anyway, I ended up. What's involved experience. in the test? I'm curious. Like, what kind of... Uh, it was just uh, math. It's a general. Thing. Maths okay. test. Uh, color blindness, obviously, if you want to be an electrician. Yeah. Um, and shapes and stuff like that. You know, can you figure out what this flat 2D is going to turn into? That kind of stuff. And then from that, they place you for two weeks. So I went and worked for a company for two weeks, which I don't think they do that over here. It's my kid done work experience and it was terrible. Done uh, co-op, whatever it's called. Yeah, there's a co-op and then there's also OYAP. So OYAP does that where you can bring the kids on board to your job site. There's about a phone book size of paperwork to fill out to get that kid on the job site. And I was 14. 
Yeah. I think Riley had to wait till he was maybe 17. Yeah, I think you got to be a little bit older at that stupid. point. Yeah. So I was 14, I went for two weeks. So if those guys started work at seven and finished at six, that's what I was doing for two weeks. And it was a ball. And you I'm loved like, it. Yeah, it was great fun. Everyone was having a laugh. We were still getting work done. And I just thought, man, you get paid for this? This is freaking awesome. <laughs> so I spoke to the boss and uh, he's like, after you finish schooling, come back to us and we might offer you an apprenticeship. That was 14. So the next summer of 15, he offered me some summer work so I could go and work on a building site, proper building site, big ones in the UK at 15. So that was probably what, 80, 88, 87? Mid yeah, mid yeah. to late 80s, yeah. yeah. I went and done that and he said, right, I'm going to pay you a bit more than I'm paying my apprentices, so don't tell them. He's like, I want to give you a pound an hour. I remember it, a pound an hour. And the apprentices are on 90 pence an hour. <laughs> so the thing is with the apprenticeships, they should be, in this country, they should be below minimum wage, right? I don't see, they don't need to be on minimum I'm wage. I'm not disagreeing with you. And they need to start at 16, not 25. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> not that they can't start at 25, <laughs> yeah. but they should start at 16. So then I was 16, went there full-time, done five years, got my electrical certificate, and then I stayed on there to become a site foreman, eventually a site technician, and then eventually a project manager, right up until I was 40. And then I left to come here when I was 40. So you came here for, and you've been here for 10 years now? Yeah, been here almost 10 years. We were doing lots of prison work, lots of hospitals, schools, and then we'd done the M&E, so we'd done mechanical and electrical. So we were there from when the foundations were going in, mm -hmm. right up until finishing, right? And I always, I was always interested in the building because I had to be to be the foreman to make sure we get everything in the right place. You know, we were doing hospital theatres. There's a lot of work goes into those, so we had to make sure we knew about the building. And then when I come here, I tried to get my electrical ticket here. They wouldn't give it to you. No, they would. They were a bit of a pain about it, but I took them my qualifications my diplomas and they're like yeah they're really good but we need to know how many hours you've done and i looked at the guy and i went 16 to 40 mate work it out <laughs> and he's like no no we need we need hours and i'm like really do you know how many hours there's gonna be and he's like we need hours in every discipline so if you've done like like low voltage high voltage if you've done you know uh, conduit work fire alarm security because i was in charge of everything on the job so now you got to go back in time. Anything to do with electrical on a job, I was in charge of. That's fire alarms, intruder alarms, security systems, all that stuff, right? Because we're putting the wireways in for those guys. Safe to say that you achieved your hours, right? Yes. Okay. So I went back to my boss in England and I'm like, hey, Nick, because uh, he was a mate of mine. I've been there 20 odd years. I'm like, Nick, I need all this in hours. And he, was, he gave me, you know, fuck you. <laughs> Work that out yourself and then let me know. So I spent a week working out. I took it back to this guy in Toronto. You know the trades building down there? Yep. And he looked straight at it and he goes, yeah, that's great. We'll give you a license for four months and then you've got to sit the test. So I thought, that's cool. So then I started looking into it and seeing what electricians were earning, which was at the time then, 2013, like 25 bucks, something like that. I just didn't want to do it. This was the 2010, kind of 2011? I got here in 2012. This is probably 30, okay. 2013. Okay. 27? I, I had to start at the bottom. That makes no sense. Does so, that make any sense? I don't know. I just, I didn't want to do it. I'm too, I didn't want to be taught again. Do you know what I mean? So I got in with this English guy done renovating down in Markham. Great guy, Bob. 
and I was working for him and he wanted to employ me officially, but the labor board, whatever they're called, made it very awkward. Long story short, ended up getting my permanent residency, my work permit and started up Broly. I started up Broly before I got all that because it's a corporation, it was in Justine's name. So there's nothing stopping me working for Justine and my wife for free. So that's how I started really. And I remember my first check was from um, the Murdoch Mysteries, season nine, I think. Oh, you were working on production? I met a guy there who was the creative art director, and I got on really well with him. Do you remember the name? His name's Kent McIntyre. Okay. Right. And he asked me to make some old wagons. I was like, sure. So he bought me all the stuff to my little garage in Markham. I made it all, and that was my first check. I didn't want to catch it. I wanted to... <laughs> Because <laughs> it's from Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah, it was from a TV uh, show. Uh, garage is garage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Jason uh, translating, I guess, or handling the subtitles on the podcast. There's no that's, We all understand everybody. I've, I, I love this. I mean, I've had so many different cultures on the show, and I really love that. I've had Italian. I've had Portuguese. I've had Spanish. I've had English. I've had Irish. I love it. And it's because I'll, of this podcast, from now on, when I look at concrete, I look at it and go, Hey, concrete! Concrete! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Justin, now you're a lot younger. Uh, how'd you get started? Worked on and off. My dad had his own company. I grew up in Shelburne, so not too far from here in Dufferin County. Uh, I worked for him for quite a few years. It was a good company. I learned a lot from, from him. I never did a apprenticeship program. I never went to college. I never went to university. I just worked. I wouldn't say a family-run business, but my grandfather was around too, and he was a car mechanic growing up, so I didn't really know a whole lot about that industry so um, what age were you just thrown into i'd have been uh well i graduated high school 2012 so probably 17 18 is kind of when i started picking tools up so about 10 years ago a little bit of perspective there eh, Stu? he's <laughs> graduating high school That's when you were else. coming into canada yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> my 12 year old was just two <laughs> yeah that was my third kid listen sometimes <laughs> i got, I got I sp- <laughs> I speak to tradespeople that weren't even anywhere around, like when I was thinking about having kids. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's, it's a weird feeling. Sorry yeah. to cut no, you no, off no, there. No, 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 it's good. Okay, um, so 2012, and then you got kind of just thrown in there. I just kind of got thrown into the mix, and it was good. I enjoyed it. I learned a ton from my father throughout the <clears throat> the other contractors that he kind of had his his lead hand guys that he had, learned from them as well. And that was really it. Everything was kind of like a hybrid version of all these guys that kept teaching me different things, and I. He ended up, he had to dissolve his company. So I ended up working for a couple other companies. A guy out of Erin, uh, Boardman Contracting. I worked for Bill from Home Optimum uh, in Orangeville. He's another good guy too. And just, I really did like working for Bill. Uh, There's a lot of good guys that worked for him. There was no way to go. Like I couldn't go up any higher than what I was there. At that time, we, uh, we decided we were going to come up this way shortly after that. So when we, we built the house in Stainer uh, three years ago, um, with my fiance Lindsay and her parents. So when we did that, it was I was kind of in the middle of things, right? It was COVID was starting, so I was like, I, I, it's hard for me to go and find another company because everyone was getting laid off, right? Nobody wanted to hire a young kid that knew what he was doing. Essentially, right? I had all my tools, I had my trailer set up, I had all that stuff going for me. A lot of respect for a lot of the younger guys. That you're not the only one. There's no, been no, there's, there's been a lot of guys and yeah. girls that have started their their move. At the beginning of COVID, yeah, which has got to be quite intimidating. You know what? It, it was. It. I actually. I would say I excelled then. Like I, there was a lot of guys that. You felt hungrier. Yeah, like I. I had to go do it. I didn't have a choice. 
right? I had to go out and I had to work for what I wanted. And I was fortunate enough, still am, to be where I am, like house-wise. So I was able to have that comfortable... I knew that I could kind of take a bit of a risk. And I knew that if it didn't work out, I was going to be all right. I had a bit of a safety net there that I could fall onto. And a good support system that really pushed for me and allowed me to go and, and do what I wanted to do. And still even now, right? Like this isn't... This is something that I am passionate about. I do love working with my hands and I love seeing a progression from what it was to what it can become. But what I really want to do is I, I really want to be a career firefighter. I've been in a volunteer position now for just over five years between two departments, Dundalk Fire Department and now with uh, Clearview Firefighters or Fire and Emergency Services, which is up in Stainer now. Also part of where we are in Ottawa. So that's something I am still actively applying to jobs in the city since they come open. Um, and then I'd love to just, because I can mix this in the side too. Are there spaces still available or is there a waiting list? Right now it's really hard. COVID really messed a lot of things up for a lot of different industries, right? Not just the construction aspect, right? Uh, tons of different industries. It's, it's basically the hard thing to do to get in now is they have to post a hiring. You have to apply. Now when they're posting hiring, Mississauga, Brampton, Toronto, the airport, like they're posting hirings for... Toronto excluded, but the other company, the other big three there are hiring like anywhere between 15 and 30 guys. Now, when they're hiring 15 to 30 guys, they're also getting 4,000 applicants. There's going to be plenty of room soon. Yeah. Because they're all going to get fired. Yes. Well, when I was younger. I think, really? Yeah. From well, not having young. vaccinations, there's yeah. going to be a Are lot. they implementing that? But yeah. I thought just recently, I don't want to get political. <laughs> no, the no. show hasn't gotten political yet. We just do other things that cause trouble. But uh, <laughs> well, when I was, before I moved to Collingwood, I had applied to police first. I got to the interview stage, and they're like, "No, we we can't have you. You're 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 nuts." You know, they basically <laughs> said you'd have made a great cop twenty years ago. We can't have you out there armed <laughs> with them. Like, no. They just that was knew. the assessment. Oh yeah. But you're perfect for construction. Well, <laughs> from there I went. But I tried fire five, six, seven times. Same thing. Well, with fire, and what I learned from fire was. So if you make the investment in yourself, spend the 10000 go through fire training courses, fire fighting, you're taking that knowledge and putting... If you're a, fire, if you're a firefighter, you're, like, you're out there trying to help save. You're not with a weapon. It's not a control trip. You're not like a badge and a gun enforcing some good cops, some bad cops, whatever. But you're not, you don't have that control. With the fire, with the, so with fire, if you make that investment, they will look favorably upon you when you go for, like I said, I went down two, 3,000 people applying for 20 jobs in York, in Mississauga. And each time you go write, it's three, 400 bucks to write. The physical test is one I would. It's hard. It's, I've heard it, it is difficult. Yeah, it's wicked. So, yeah. but I did all that. I went through everything. I was younger. I was in great shape. It all worked out. But they just kept on asking you to apply all the time. But then I never got on. And so many dudes I knew that were firefighters were saying like, "Oh, it took me six years, five years, nine years." And I'm like, "There's only so much money I'll be putting." Like, if you if you ask a girl out, and she says no. A few times, I'm eventually just gonna take a hint. <laughs> they keep telling me no. I'm like, oh, please, please hire me, please. So no, I did not. So, but then with the police, if you go to police foundation, because the school is a business to make money, so you can go to school for police foundations, 
learn everything from them. They'll take your cash because they don't care. They're not giving it's you a weapon money. and a badge. Really? But then when you go into the the police force is the opposite. I don't believe schools would do that. No. But 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 the police force <laughs> is opposite because I was told by a recruiter that they You're don't care. Fibbing. They don't care what you've done. Yeah. Like if you can, because look at from Tackleberry and Police Academy, they will take a guy in, look at him, assess him. He'll get to the interview stage and they'll look going. This guy's nuts. We're not giving him anything. I never for the life of me ever thought that anybody would ever bring up Police Academy, a movie from the 80s for all you young people. But worth watching. I wouldn't go through the whole gamut of how far did they go? Police Academy 6 or something? I don't know. But I, I would just stop at like four. on the first one, which, yeah. by the way, was shot in Toronto. Which Was, was it? Gr- yeah, it was shot mm-hmm. in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got off track here. Hey, it's awesome. yeah. so, so, Justin, are you preparing yourself for that long haul that Jason just... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been... Actively applying now for the last year and a half. He's just a baby. He's got plenty of time. Hey man, you know what? I don't know. He's got a good decade or two to make mistakes. Yeah, one got, of our guys just got hired. Brent. Yeah. Brent's like forty-five. Yeah. yeah, it's you know what? Like we got. Then I don't really have. I don't. I say I don't really have. Like I have responsibilities, but I don't have. Lindsay and I don't have any kids, right? We got a dog. We got a wedding next fall. Like, there's not... I hear the dog comes first and then the kid comes yeah, second. Like I'll buy two, three, four more dogs before I decide to have kids. <laughs> they have options is what they have. Yeah, like, I'm, mm, I don't need to. Down. I feel like I got enough, enough on the goal, right? So. But what I liked what you said, Justin, was that you had kind of a safety... I had a safety net. You had a safety net to fall back on, but you were still motivated. Oh, yeah. Where I know, and that's actually the best time to go out and find yourself, find out what you want to do, because you can afford to take the risk. Yes. Where so many people don't have that. They're stuck at a job. They have to, if they don't have the support of a, a parent or whatever, and they have to work, that's what stops so many people from going into a business, trying a new venture, is because they're like, well... If it doesn't, like, that risk, it's the risk factor that keeps them locked down. It kept me down as a subcontractor because why rock the boat when I'm getting oodles of cash from these guys? It's good, but when you put all your eggs in one basket, like, I had the injury that happened to me, but I was already one step out the door that I was planning anyway. Until you can reach that safety net or you have that support, Mm -hmm. so many guys, guys, girls, whatever, you're just stuck sitting locked into it like you feel trapped and no matter what you do you just have to accept the reality in which you have working at walmart tim hortons a laborer for somebody whatever Mm -hmm. and you're just figuring this is it i felt like Stu, you wanted to say something no i was i was enjoying listening to jay okay i was just i was just thinking he should do voiceover or like audio books or something Children's audio lovely husky <laughs> voice. Maybe maybe not children's audio voice. <laughs> <laughs> might scare the shit. A out little of bit it. of terrifying character in there, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you have you got through to Jason's answer machine on the phone? I've heard it. Yes, I have it's heard awesome. it. I just changed it recently. Oh. I just told him not to leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like speaking to Darth Vader when you ring up. Hi, thanks for calling. <laughs> you could do the old trailer a movie posters kind of thing. The little, you know, those ones, the old ones there? Yeah. In a world. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Surrounded <laughs> by death. <laughs> but, okay, so Justin, it's got to be rewarding that you're around these older guys that are kind of teaching you without teaching you. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah, it's you know what I've I've talked with both these guys numerous times. Like Jay and I, I've talked with Jay a little bit more because we did the recruit class together in Clearview, and we threw ideas off each other, and we still have conversations on through Instagram and over text and whatnot. So 
I see the stuff he's doing online and I, you know, shout out compliment. This is awesome. This yeah, is Yeah, you want to have a conversation. And he has some questions. He just reaches out and I'm like, yep, here's what I think. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but it's just the experience, right? So, Stu, I wanted to get your two cents on coming into this country a decade ago and seeing the workforce. I was getting started around that time. I was like two, three years into it, coming from the film business and then getting into construction. What were your thoughts about the tradespeople then? I really liked it, but I came from big jobs where... Can, can I say without pissing off the Canadians and the Americans that over there... You're more hardworking? No. No? No. You're more hardworking here? I think we're more smart working. It's a good point. I honestly it's don't think point. we work harder. I think you guys work too fucking hard. Really? I really do. Yeah. Especially anyone that works outside. What a shit show. Who wants to work outside over here? You've got two seasons as far as this Englishman's concerned. Fucking hot, fucking cold. There's... <laughs> There's it's nothing true, else. man. It's true. We so know that. Anyone who works outside needs to have their wages doubled, as far as I'm concerned. I've got my kid who's 20, working for a landscaping mate of mine to try and get him some money. And he was working in 14, 15-hour days. Because they have to, because of the weather. Liam's coming home fucked. You get then, a rain day, you lose a and day. And he's losing interest. My mate's <clears> giving him, I don't know, 16, 17 bucks an hour. And in the end, he gets a job at a golf course, pays him the same money, and all he got to do is lift some golf bags out of the back of the car. So that's why I think you're fucked. You've got to pay these guys more money. Get them earlier when they don't need the money. So when I was 16, I was living at home, right? So I didn't really need much money. I just needed to run my little moped, buy some cigarettes, and that was it. I think you guys work way too hard compared to us over there. I just think we're better looked after over there. We got better working conditions, better unions, because it's been going much longer. But what I did like about coming here is you, you got no health and safety yet compared to what Europe's got. So I found that refreshing because I fucking hate it. And the trouble with me is I was a foreman with 20 guys under me and I always stuck up for them when it came to health and safety because on the sites, the big sites back home, it's always to do with money. Put your hat on, put your glasses on, put your gloves on, put your high-vis on, put your boots on. Now try and work. And then when you're like, oh, I've got to work on this. And be productive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I want to work on the prison roof. It's 300 foot up. Oh, the cherry picker's only 280 feet. Can you put a ladder on top of that? (laughs) And then you're like, no, fuck you. Like, you want me to wear all this stuff. But when it comes to real safety, they skimp because it costs them money. So that's what I liked about it. Like, when did your work in a height rule come in? That didn't show up until, I'm going to say, they haven't started enforcing it within the last 10 years, if that. Yeah. And what is it, eight feet? Yeah. It's eight feet. So we started at six feet. Yeah, we started at six feet, and I would say that was 15 years before I got here. So 25 years ago. And then it went to any height. Working at any height. So I can't even get on a step up. I won't even be able to get on that. Well, technically speaking here, which is, I'm dumbfounded by it, to change a light bulb, if you're an electrician, you need a scaffold. Well, we started... Based on the working at heights mm-hmm. rules, right? What we oh, yeah. started doing is we started using these things called podiums. Scaffolds another good conversation, actually, because your scaffolding is shite. I agree with you, because first of all, over there, you guys set up scaffolding to do roofing. Yes. You don't do it off a oh, ladder. No. Even here, scaffolding, it's a, it's a trade or it's a... It I is know, a trade. It's, it's part of the carpentries. And all yeah. that scaffolding is 
aluminium. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Thank you and for the effort. Not, and, that, and I've been here 10 years and we had aluminium like 20 years before that. But even in Asia, they still build with the bamboo, bamboo. sticks and the wet rope. I was having a whole time. probably still better to and work that with than that still shit you use. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. I How used that get... as an apprentice, that, the still stuff you used. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was doing as an apprentice. So in 80, 88. And, and I now know we're over here, even, all clipping. I know over here, even ladders, if you have a ding in a rung, if there's... It's faulty now. It's faulty. This yeah. and, that, and then you go on site and you see brand new scaffolding they've rented from Sunbelt or wherever they rent from. But then guys like me that owns his own, that's just... I mean, it's all rusted. The like the plywood on the decks is like you, half You know what was refreshing? Like, I, oh. I think it was four years or five years ago. I was in Italy and I was walking by and there was a commercial space that was under renovation. And I just took a peek inside as I would. And I looked in and it was all wood and ladders. And I actually put a smile on my face just to yeah. see old school wooden ladders. You can only imagine how old they were, but they were still serving the purpose. No oh, one yeah. can lift them anymore. Right? <laughs> Too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know how. How do we get there? Where, how do we get oh. to? So talking about the difference between UK and Canada, yeah. but but yeah, I think you guys work way too hard. But that's, that's true. I, I agree with you. You work smarter, and then uh, okay. So you've got these younger guys, twenty five years old, coming in asking for thirty dollars an hour as a business owner. Well, the problem you're in the city. So I before I come here, I done renovations in Markham, and they were awesome. So people were taking subdivision homes. Totally stripping them back, $300,000 renos with a designer. I've done about five of them, and they were amazing. But we couldn't afford to live there in Markham, so we moved here. When I moved here, I was still travelling to Markham to finish those jobs. And eventually I just said, fuck it, I can't keep doing that. So I started trying to get work here. I was working for 25 bucks an hour. I had to because that a was the only work ago. that was here. No, oh, now 2015 or... when I come here. Okay. To get started, and it's, and it's only this last year, really, that we've started getting some nice big jobs. It's taken that long. So the wage is balancing out with the work, with the scope. Yeah. I've just started doing pricing, which I presume like you do. All my jobs are priced. Now I'm starting to get big jobs. No one knows what they're doing. So I'm saying cost plus 20%. I don't know what the percentage is. No one will tell me. I've spoke to a good builder in town who offered me a project management job. They're great builders, been going for 35 years. I asked them what the markup is, and he just said whatever the market will handle. You so got it. like, It's dictated dude. by the person. Yeah. Anywhere from 10 to 20 points, it depends on what you... You have to feel out the client. And you that's feel the thing, the job. Too, It's what the market bears. Yeah. You can... and, and if it's a small job that's 20 grand, you can't do 20 points. No, that's why you got to look at the job and the scope and the person. Yeah, so, which is why I do a price, because then... Yeah. Jay will probably vouch. I'm good at getting organized. Jay's way better than me on the tools. I leave that to him. Yeah. But getting organized, being good with the clients, they like me, getting cleaned up, getting the trades in at the right time. I know about electrical and plumbing and I know all the trades, so I make sure that I've done all the shit work. So when the trades guy comes in, you know what they're like. Yeah. Half of them are drama queens. So they have to come in. <laughs> You know, the electrician can't have anyone else there. Half, they can't I'd say pick up their quarter. fucking ends. You're nothing, right? So I go back in and clean up. And, and that's why Stu and I work well, because he's better getting the clients, dealing with the business end of it, getting everything scheduled and whatnot. 
and I don't want to deal with any of that crap. I just. But that's part of the business, work. though. I mean, Justin, you're hearing this like that. I, I, you right. guys got to understand. Everybody, I've told everybody, the paper is far more important than. Oh yeah, and I'm still telling guys that now. Like, you're a good craftsman. You're good on the tools. That's great. It doesn't matter what you. Doesn't matter how good you are with your stuff. Running a business has nothing to do with being a contractor. I think one of the best things that every single tradesperson that gets into business can do for themselves is just take some sort of basic business online course. Yeah. Just do it. Just get it. Understand it. So then you can have a communication with the people that you'll hire. You're at your accountant, your bookkeeper, all yeah. those people. So you understand how to handle your business. Yeah. I tell guys, I tell a lot of people that it's just have a good account. Have an aces in their places. Yeah. Have an account. Don't do your taxes yourself. I don't care how great, easy, how simple you think it is. When the government calls you and tell you that you screwed up, then you have to figure out, have you made a mistake or are they just thieving and want more money? It's hard though, because I mean, I don't, I don't know about Justin, but it's hard getting those jobs that pay enough to cover all those expenses. Because we're, you know, we're in redneck country up here. It's changing because Collingwood's getting bigger and bigger, but you saw that kitchen I showed you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can you come and give me a quote for course? I turn up and I'm like, really? You're fucking serious? But you have to go or you don't get jobs. I priced that job. I gave him a quote with lots of stipulations, like maybe you should get these cupboards in properly, right? Have they responded? She asked me how many square feet it was. She's price checking me. So I said, I've got no idea. Probably two slabs. And I'm at the point now where... I'm quoting jobs and I'll flat out ask them, am I competing with other people and other quotes? And if they basically say, yes, we're just tire kicking, I just excuse myself from the quote. I said, I'm not interested. Or I'll ask for money up front to do the quote. I know a lot of people have asked that and I know a lot of tradespeople are, are doing that. They don't want to do the free estimates and things like that. But I, I just find that customers... On simple stuff, it's easy. But on yeah. anything that I'm looking at that's bigger than fifty to 100000 if I'm doing a whole house full of windows and back and forth, it can take sometimes yeah, a bit of part of a week. Your quotes are more detailed than mine. I'll give a budget. You're not at, you're not seeing clients who are asking for more details. So I'll give you an example. We've got uh, I got two emails yesterday through the website. Hey, we want to finish our basement, right? Well, nine out of ten people up here don't even know they need a permit, and they won't even get a permit. That's another challenge up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Because you all say to them, "Got a permit." They're like, oh, do we need one? I'm like, yeah, they're really easy. Go to the town, ring them up, blah, blah, blah. They disappear. And then you drive past, they're doing their basement. Yeah. That's what it's like up here. It's not like down in the city. Wild, wild west. Yes, it it's, still is. No, no, in all fairness, it and is we, like that in the city too. And we've got to put food on the table. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to take these jobs, right? Yeah. But they emailed me and said, we want to finish our basement. Do you charge for estimates? Is that me or who? Who's that? It is me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's nice. I'm to feel at home. Mozart's I, I went on a rampage with, with, uh, with ringtones. I don't know who that was. I just closed so, it off right away. So she asked me, do you charge to come out to get for the estimate? I said, no, I don't charge to come out. I said, but basements start right now 50 bucks a square foot. So if that's too much, you'll be, we'll be wasting each other's time. She hasn't emailed me back. But sometimes when the clients come back and go, yeah, that's fine. Then we've already established some guideline like of what it's going to cost. Because everybody wants to know what's going to cost. You know, they'll email you and go, want to do a bathroom. Here's the pictures. How much? You know, like, uh, I need So they're just info. kicking tires. That's all yeah. they're yeah. doing. But A lot up here. 
There's tons, tons up here. Because there's a lot of people up here with no money, and there's a lot of people up here with money. There's a big gap. There's, and you have the fine with who's who. Yeah, there's. I don't find there's much of that middle class up And there. I will work for the people with no money. I've done jobs for people now, but I won't let them cut corners, right? I'm very adamant that I'm 500 bucks more to do it like this, but you won't phone me in a year when it's broke. The 500 bucks will soon, you'll forget about that. But if I do a shit job, you're not going to forget about that. Yeah. So I'll be like, I work for you for little money, but we're doing it properly. What we are going to do, we're going to do properly. Does that make sense? It does. But so I, w- I wanted to get back to 50 bucks a square foot for a basement. That's finished? Starting, yeah. Really? How? I, like, that just seems incredibly low. Yeah, well. That's just the market up here. Mm-hmm. You just won't get the work otherwise. otherwise. I mean, my, my basement, I done subfloor. I tell people why we should do a subfloor most of them don't want to pay most it. people want to put it right onto concrete, concrete. yeah, yeah. Like we i did subfloor of mine too yeah i don't mind subfloor i don't metal studs you know it's the basement i don't want anything growing down there yeah insulated spray foam but a lot of people don't want to do that wow you've seen the same thing Jess? they'd rather spend 10 grand on a fucking fridge i don't get oh I, that's I the I argument don't, i don't really when, get whenever any... i see the grocery list of you know certain items coming in that are after the fact and then they are jabbing at you to save the cost on the construction, then I just have a blunt conversation with them. Yeah. I just said, it doesn't work that way. I mean, my focus nowadays is windows and doors yeah. and bathrooms and the odd reno. And even the odd reno, I'm not even taking because there's just, there's there's Gabriel and I. It's the yeah. two of us and there's, we don't have the manpower. I don't have, Stu's got connections out the wazoo. You're subbing everything else too, right? Or well, you had laborers with you? I sub out... I did his electrical. I didn't He'll sub out his plumbing, his electrical. I'll usually yeah. take care of his windows, doors, bathrooms, and tiling, depending on who's available and price points and whatnot. I've got a really good guy. I've been getting to do some work for me. He wants fifty bucks an hour, which is high apparently. But but we all started this show talking about it's a thousand bucks for us to show up on site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, they have he's, the same mindset. He's a uh, he's a carpenter, red seal carpenter. We all know him. Great guy. Um, he's done a couple of jobs for me. I, w- I want to find more work for him, but not being funny, finding two, three grand a week for someone is hard. It's hard to put it into a budget. That's yeah. Tough. It's hard to find that amount of quality work for him. I don't want him sweeping up. No. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he's done a couple of jobs for me. A couple of the carpenters I've met have said, 50 bucks an hour, that's too much. Guys are only on 35, 40. And I went, look, the guy went and hung five doors for me. Charges me four hours. I've I've earned money on those five doors. What? I, mean, I don't, care, what, also, I don't care if he wants a thousand an hour. If he's earning me fifteen hundred, yes, he's worth it. But well, as long as you're seeing that, that you're making these, money off of every single yes. person that you're hiring. And he does a good job. The clients yeah. like him. A lot of these guys too, when they're coming in, they're they're an employee somewhere else, so they don't have. It's the business insurance. It's all the expenses we have to incur that that needs to be taken care of. Then we have to pay ourselves our wage. And then ideally, we'd like to make some money off that and and all those profits and this and that. And that's when people think, oh, Christ, I'm not paying you that. Because as one contractor hires another contractor, everybody wants to make the same buck, but nobody ever wants to spend the same buck to get it in. They're expecting, if I'm giving you a subtrade work, I'm expecting you to come in and give me a subtrade wage. Which is why we need a registered ontario contractors association <laughs> where we can discuss all this right yeah. and then it's, you, the, it's the same with the electrical union in england the electrician if 
if Justin's an electrician and I'm an electrician, we're on the same wage. We're on the same so you guys are on the same page. Everything's the same. Yeah. So when you're our boss, you go and price. You're pricing compete with the next guy, right? Well, that's how I've always been a huge advocate about. It's always got to be the same apples, man. You that you can't get the. And, but it's isn't it fair to say that it's the clients that are doing this? They're they're getting a Jason. They're getting us to. They're getting a Justin, and all of a sudden they get a. But Another I'll get, quote I'll go, that's I'll like go quote, way out. I'll get jobs. I'll, I'll get quotes. I'll go do them and I'll give them a price. And I find out they went with somebody else. They're not getting permits. They're getting a cheaper quality product. They're cutting corners. The tradesman's a, just garbage. He, you know, he, the work is okay. It's passable. But is that what you want? Me and Jay done a job down the road. Two concessions. I've just done a finished basement. I took Jay there because one of the windows was leaking. This is a custom home that was built. Fucking windows in sideways. <laughs> drain holes are on the side of the window. <laughs> like I mean, and they not, installed them. Yeah, and yeah, it's not, and it's a white one window. It's a white window with push-in drain plugs, so you can see that it's literally a sign <laughs> saying. <laughs> Custom home, tagged custom home. That it's, means it's, it's shit. Like I flip, I put, I've, I've reversed windows for builders when they're in upside down. It's a fixed unit. It's all black. You need to, like, you need to. I'll use a hook and pick to find the to find the weep holes. So it's easy if you're just if framers. Oh, framers can put windows in all the time. It's no big deal. But like they can. But how can do you see teach them. clients that without without them feeling like you're just expensive? It's hard. You have to educate That's them. That's the communication. I try to educate them all the time, but sometimes you lose them. You win some, you lose some. Worry about it. They'll be ringing you again in a year or something will go wrong. Well, I've had it twice now that I've gone, dished quotes out, and they've come back trying to say that I'm too high, right? We're going to go with so-and-so. And both times they've called me six months after and asked me to come back and take a look at what that guy did. Don't do that. How I do you said, react no, to that? I never went. Because no. I, I, the, I just, I'm polite about it. I just say, I'm sorry, you awarded it to somebody else. Yeah, that's all so I said. So basically my knowledge, my skill set stopped at that point. Yeah. yeah. I said, if you want to pay me to come do an inspection, I said, I can come take, take a look at it for a fee. I said, but I'm not, would you even do that? I mean, probably not. Your, it's your time, but, right? You know, it's it's. But that's your right. It's the principle of it. Like you, I quoted you. I quoted you a fair amount. You decided to go with somebody cheaper. Again, somebody who likely didn't go with permits. I've had it twice. I was on two decks. Two decks from Duff, up why, in Duff Why County. are homeowners so nervous? Like permits, they're they're okay. I used to do them all the time myself in the beginning. Then I started realizing. Wait a minute. The designer and architect is supposed to be doing this stuff. This mm-hmm. is not my scope. That's not part of my pay, right? So then I just pass it on to them and they do it now, right? But I just, I'll educate the client on it. But it's not that difficult the to apply. The clients we're dealing with, they can't do permits. I don't think we're allowed to do them. I've offered to do the drawing for them yeah. and they can put their name on yeah. it. Most of the drawings... That's usually how yeah. I do it. For your deck, it's got to be structural. For yep. a basement, it doesn't. Just smoke detector in the bedroom yeah. and well, make sure it's an egress window. insulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you don't have to put that on a drawing. On a drawing, they just want a line drawing of what rooms are they going to be. Yeah. What's existing, what's going to be new. Yeah. And then just specific They will, they will come and check the yes. framing, the but what insulation. What a lot of people also miss, aside from the permits, the one thing I've really been... I think I learned it from one of your podcasts was um, insurance. Yeah. Like when you start working on your house, you need to tell your insurance company what you're doing. But they don't do that because because here in Canada, we have impact. The The moment you alter your... Your structure, your your dwelling, yeah. your taxes will increase. But so then it's they everything. Look- it's the insurance. It's the permits. It's all these additional costs 
that everybody's trying to skirt. And then the other thing around here is if you start like avoiding permits and doing it quietly under the table, doing this, once the building department gets known that you're doing that and they see your truck somewhere, now you become a target. Yeah, and that's not, and in a small town like this, that's not the reputation you want. The word will get around fast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Have you guys yeah. ever gone in and quoted and the client said, you're just way too low? That's never happened to me that once. I've gone back to my subbies and said, have you missed something? But I've never had anyone. Yeah. So you caught something that they maybe forgot. Just did. Uh, one of my guys is doing some stairs for us soon. He sent me a quote. It's five, six grand, something like that. And I, uh, I went, Andrew, this seems low. Have you got everything on there just before I put, send this off? He's like, oh, I'll check tonight. And he came back and said, oh, shit, thanks. I've missed all the posts. <laughs> I had one. Hey, we've all done that. We I had, had one, one had little a, mistake. I had a big window job, and the guy was pressuring me for the bills. Anyway, I got the numbers out. Two bay windows. I basically put the price in for the window, but I forgot to add my labor cost to both windows. It was about 2500 bucks each window. So when I looked at my final bill tallying it up, I realized, oh, crap, I'm out five grand. And I showed him, I showed the customer this, and I was like, hey, listen, just to bring this to your attention, I'm not expecting anything, but I just wanted you to know. And he was actually pretty cool. He gave me half. He said, let's split it. You learn from your... He was an engineer. He's like, you learn from your mistake. That's a unicorn. You, know, you realize yeah, that, yeah, right, yeah. Jason? That, that <laughs> happened once. <laughs> and he was a cool guy. I mean... I'm just saying, right? No, <laughs> but that was pretty good. But even... I mean, even doing that job, and I'm even losing that five on those windows, I was so many other windows. I'm not losing on the job, but it was But it made you aware for future quotes. Yeah. Most just clients would just look really sad, and then when you left, they'd be doing the happy dance. Yeah. 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 We just saved money. They yeah. go buy another $5,000 fridge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Justin, are you jaded because you hear this? Yeah, I mean, does it kind of put you in a different position about this industry? Not like not at all. Like I mean, since I started, kind of like Stu, I was doing things off the record there for a little while, like anybody does with side gigs and Everybody. I was working for companies, right? Like yeah. I'm doing my own thing on the weekends and that's my own time, right? Just to try and make extra cash because when I first started, I couldn't find a company that would give me more than 22, $23 an hour. And I'm doing the same, well, so I'm not doing the same thing that I am now, but I'm still a lead hand. I'm still a head carpenter. I'm still throwing kitchens together. I'm building decks. I'm putting together bathrooms. Finished carpenter yeah. or rough carpenter? Yeah, finished finish carpenter. carpentry. Yep. Okay. I don't do a lot of framing. The only framing I'll do is on decks. So in the summer, I'll swing together fence and decks. It's just, for me, I find it's easy, quick money, and I like doing them. Throughout the time now, I got a couple mm. decks I'm starting to wrap up here now for the year. And then I'll move inside and I'll just do bathroom. I've got a carpentry question. So red seal carpentry, whatever it is, do they, is there framing, finish, cabinetry? No, but you guys is, right? We do the, so an apprenticeship, you would learn how to build cabinets. Every detail. You would learn how to frame, how to pitch a roof, and then you'd learn finish. Because when I got here, you'd get guys to come and lay the floor, right? Because fuck that, my knees hurt. So they'd lay the floor. And I'll be like, can you just put that bit of base on? Can oh, we can't do base. What are you fucking talking about? you got a mite saw there and a nail gun. I'm not a trim carpenter. Fucking wood's yeah. wood. Just cut it, right? Yeah, yeah that's the mentality. And can you, can you cope the corner? Like, cope? What the fuck's <coughs> cope? The fuck's a cope? Like, really? You're like, I can't cope. I, I can't cope with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so, I then realized, you know, hang on a minute. If you can cut woody, you can't cut wood. Like, that's not, the one I'm thing I do respect. I'm not knocking the guys. Yeah. It's, they've not been taught 
Like I've got framers I use and they're English guys. They're fucking awesome. You know the guys. They're nuts. They work their asses oh, off. British carpentry? Yeah. Yeah. These uh, high-line construction. They're great guys. Finished carpentry, I'm giving them some tips. The electrician. But I think that's because back home, there's DIY is big. Is it? Back home, I wouldn't be successful. Don't want to put any of my clients off of me, but <laughs> there's too many great contractors back in the UK that I wouldn't make it, seriously. But here, that's the good thing. There's a shortage of trades, so I'm in. <laughs> right? Because I can fit baseball better than most guys because I learned how to do it back home from a carpenter. But back home, you guys learn every detail and you have more respect for every trade. Over here, you get a lot, of, especially in the commercial side of the business. Over here, electricians are electricians, plumbers are plumbers. Nobody kind of crosses the line. A good example to that trade. is Bruce Nuclear Power Plant. My brother worked there, steam fitter, with a big suit on so it doesn't glow. Um, I knew multiple people that have worked on that plant. Okay. And in a typical eight-hour day, you're lucky if you get two hours of work done. Because you'll show up there and, okay, they need you to drill a hole. Well, you need to go into the place, speak to the right person. If you need a ladder, you have to get the ladder from the person with the ladder lockup. Uh, the drilling, the cleanup is done by a specific other. Everything is, like, every task is broken down. That every yeah. There's so many things to do there and so many permission slips. It's mind-boggling. But that's the union, commercial, industrial yeah. way of doing things, right? Like, what a waste. I always like custom resi because I liked the younger trades trying to pay attention to the other trades. And I love the crossover where you would get a tile setter asking a trim carpenter a question. And every other trade would do that because everybody's got homes and everybody's got their own personal projects. I'm still doing that now at yeah. almost 50. So you always want to pick each other's brain. And I see another trade there. <clears throat> I'm watching what they're doing. I was at a job and there was an excavator guy just digging away. I do excavation work on my property and I picked up. I was sitting there for like probably an hour watching him dig going, I'm trying that when I get home. And it changed the game. Yeah. Just watching other trades. I see electricians. I see a, a plumber doing something new. I see a car. I will ask them. And I don't care. Jesus, if they don't want to talk to me and they're grumpy about it, I'll call them a sour asshole and still watch what they do anyway. You know, <laughs> but I'm always, because I don't need them to explain it to you, but I have enough experience that I can watch somebody do something new going, I'm using that now. No, even like the learning. Mm -hmm. and, and I have people that have worked for me that, okay, you're a general laborer. You've worked me for the day. Okay, now I have to do all the detail work. You can go home. I don't need you anymore. You can stick around and shadow me and watch me. I've even offered to pay them half their wage just to stand there and watch and learn. Nobody will do it. Every single time, if they're not getting paid, they're like, fuck this, I'm going home. I don't care. That brings Yet up a we question. pay to go to school. We, we do. We pay a lot of money to go to and school. And I'm offering to give it for free, if not pay you some of your wage. Again, proper apprenticeships that will solve all these problems. Yeah, I'd the agree with you. The government pays your wage and pays for you to go to college. And you go to college in blocks. You don't go to college when you can fit it in. I don't understand that over here. You meet electricians, you're like, hey, how you doing? They're like, yeah, good. I went, have you been to college yet? No, I'm waiting Till the winter, I'm waiting till he's not busy, and then I'm gonna and I and I'm and he's like I'm gonna pay for it myself. How's that work? He's like, well, I claim EI or whatever you call it over here. I'm not allowed that, by the way, as a permanent resident. They don't give it to you. They give you fuck all. I've <laughs> I, I've never applied for it myself, but I mean, it's just yeah. Some guys, I guess, guys that do a lot of summer work, and then all of a sudden the winter comes, and not they don't shift gears into yeah. 
So they I have think to Justine had to sign like you're looking after this guy for the next five Basically, years. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it we is. We might give him some health care. Yeah, a lot of guys like <laughs> run excavation businesses, guys that are like arborists, things like that. Yeah. They'll work until the end of the season and they're off for three, four this months. This is too enjoyable, man. Honestly, it's like, well, okay, hang on. It's, I, I was going to ask you guys about a construction bone to pick, but I think that the whole first 50 minutes has been a gold construction <laughs> so bone to about. pick. But on the, on the good side, the work's great. The, the, the good guys you find are really really fucking good like there's some good trades over here oh there's a, yeah, lots of it's good just trades. up here it's really hard to find a good trade and if you find one they're on their own is it harder up here to find a good trade or a good client both 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 yeah. Yeah. now covid has helped us up here i'll be honest COVID's, to find betters of both for brody reno's covid sales have doubled and a half yeah I, so I what, what are you guys planning on doing when it doesn't continue Back to normal, right? We're just gonna have to fight for those jobs. Yeah. Learn, <clears throat> learn to be a better trade. Got to make business. a while the sun shines. Yeah. Right. And yeah. these guys that started during COVID, they took a brave step because as soon as COVID come, I was worrying. I sold my truck. I'm like, I don't want any payments right You're now. You're not the only ones, dude. I got rid of my truck. Yeah. Bought a Land Rover, which Jay's now got for cash because I didn't want oh, any. That, that's right. Yeah. I didn't want any. Uh, I didn't that want. That was any a nice ride, payments. by the way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Till it fucking breaks. Don't. <laughs> Which it will, we all know. Wait, British, British vehicles break down? No, they don't. Well, Land Rover's not British anymore. <laughs> when, it was, it when it was British, it really fucking broke down. It really broke down. Then, <laughs> then BMW boy out and stole the four-wheel drive technology. That's where the X-Drive came from. And the oh, Hilda that's said. right. Then they were like, this is a piece of shit. They got rid of it and Ford bought it. And Ford made it nice, to be fair. Did which they? is what you're driving in now. The Ford, and then they sold it to Tartar, I think, the Indian company they own it now. That's right. It's still built in the UK along with the Mini. But the so they kept German. the factory there. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so I did panic, but actually work got better. I, we, we were doing a big job on Pretty River, really nice. The jobs I like, full main floor reno, kitchen, big deck, two bathrooms. That's the jobs I like. Is that the one I was on? Yeah, the one you were on. Really nice out there. COVID was kind of coming, I was keeping in touch with my mates in England and I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to get bad here, right? So I ripped out the house as soon as I could because now I've got the job. Mm. And I spoke to the guy, a really nice guy, Dan. I'm like, are we going to be good during COVID? He's like, fuck yeah, I work for Amazon. We've never been so busy. Do some more work. So we got lucky. And we, that took us, what? We were, we were there all through the winter. Yeah, because I did the couple patio door, three patio doors, the bathrooms. Bathrooms, yeah. We were there yeah. a long time. Yeah, and it was and it was in and out, on and off, because nobody lived there. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's on yeah. like 100 acres. Perfect. Yeah, it was great. Like, so Jesus, was, you couldn't ask for a better estate. So yeah. COVID was good. Like I'm happy with the work and stuff, so it's not all complaining. I want to see better apprenticeships, because I've got kids in here that are going to college. I don't think that the kids are ready. I, I, I have yet to see any of the programs about OYAP, about STC, about the apprenticeships. I don't think that they prepare the kids well enough to come into the industry. From what I found, the school teachers, don't beat up on them, they just promote more education. But I think that the school teachers have their hands tied based Probably, on yeah. the school yeah, itself. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure that the teachers want to do more. The they, teachers, even still, people are still thinking that 
Like, I don't want my kid to be a contractor. I don't want my kid to do this. I don't want my... I think it's changing. That is changing. But I mean, and, and a statistic that Mark brought up when I was driving up, it was great that we're going to discuss it on the next show, is that we thought we're going to lose about 10 to 15 points of the workforce in the next five to seven years. The government has actually recently assessed it. It's closer to 35. Really? What do you, what do you mean wow. by that? So the workforce that's leaving, retiring, or oh, getting okay. out of construction, yep. we thought it was in and around that ten to uh, 7 to 10%. It's actually 35, and we're going to discuss that. Like, I'm going to need to finish up working in that's my scary. shop that day to make it to you my know, funeral. You know, well, no, talking well, of losing workforce, yeah. it makes me laugh when you speak to certain... People who have got certain jobs, I don't want to mention it, you'll know what I mean, government jobs. <laughs> and they're like, fuck, I've done 25 years, you know. It's, it's you know, I've done my bit, I'm going to retire now. And I'm, a fi- I'm on fixed income, so, you know, I, oh, really? Mm. Poor fucking you. 25 years with, with like a government pension. Is fucking older than that. I know. Oh, 25, how long have I done now? Thir- I've done 35 years, right? Yeah. And I think I've probably got another 20 to do. <laughs> yeah. Like what? No, no, but all three of us here on this side of the table, we're all thinking in the next 10 years, we probably are getting out of it. But the thing is, I, I don't love know what I, I do. I know, but you you want to be doing it differently in the next 10 years. Yeah. I you mean, don't want to be doing it the same way. I don't want to be like, do, I don't want to no be slugging to patio door panels. What's that? I've told you before. Yeah. Pick 10 of your best contractors, but 50, 100 grand in each, and let's just go and do our own work. Because I'm not disagreeing. No better client. I, I know. Than me, but Stu and I talk. Us. I mean, we're we're talking like teaming up. I mean, he, his working on his strengths, working on my strengths. You know, the biggest the biggest battle I find with all contractors and why nobody teams up is that everybody plays their cards too close to their chest. One hundred percent. Everybody yeah. knows the potential money that's out there. Knows what the market can bear. Wants to pay out as little as possible. Doesn't want to share it with anybody. Because, you know, there are those jobs where you're just making hand over fist and you're like, I can't believe I fucking made that. Where inside everyone else is going. Well, How yeah, often we- does that happen to you? Because that doesn't happen to me all that often. Not all that often. I mean, they're the odd jobs. <laughs> yeah. The big, you know, certain things that just come like, again, it's not every day. If it was every day, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Of course. Because I'd be on my boat and freaking the Turks and Caicos. <laughs> but uh, I sold my boat. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me take a little pause here. I gotta ask you guys a little bit of history question. You guys ready for this, man? Oh Let's yep. see if you guys get this, man. Let's Google. <laughs> what is the uh, what is Canada's oldest mansion? I'll give you guys a hint. It's in Toronto. Is it Casa Loma? No, no. What 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 year or where is it? Uh, where is it? Well, it's Not in year. Toronto, you just told me. Yeah, it's in Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. I'm gonna go 1850. Toronto. The John Cox Cottage at 469 Broadway, Broadview Avenue. Never heard of I it. I don't even know what that building is, man. What is the oldest hotel in Canada? Oh, that's Are you going to tell the... us what year they were built? What year were they? Uh, it didn't tell me what year it was built. Oh, no. Sorry. I'll have to look that one up. Because I had a conversation with my, um, my two kids here, a Canadian, and they were like, we went to this house, and they were like, oh, my God, this was built in 18... 18- 50, I bet you've got nothing older than that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The oldest me? hotel in Canada? <laughs> in Canada? They or actually in said that. Yeah. I bet you got yeah. nothing older. In England? I'm like, seriously? <laughs> and uh, they're still living in those houses. The beginning, Do you think they're going to still be living the in these houses? The old city of London. <laughs> yeah. How old's the oldest pub in the UK? Dude, it's got to be like, I don't know, 1,200. Yeah, there. exactly, right? Oh, and the walls are how thick? Probably thicker than this garage. Yeah. 18-inch fieldstone. <laughs> I miss the pubs a lot. I miss so the, the, pub. oldest, the oldest hotel in the, Canada? The oldest hotel in Canada is, is that the... Chateau Frontenac? There you go. <laughs> I was just a stab. 
Uh, where is it? It was uh, built by Bruce Bruce Price. I don't even know who that was. was this, might be, this might come up on my Canadian citizenship so, test. So you know what though? This <laughs> was this was eighteen ninety three. Is is it Chateau Frontenac? Yeah, it is. It is eighteen ninety three is when it was built. I have my ex wife to thank for that because she was uh, <laughs> French Canadian Quebecois. Okay, here's a question. Maybe you know this: the oldest building in Europe. In Europe. In Europe. I'll give you a hint. It's in Ireland. Hadrian's Wall. No, that's a wall. It's not a building. <laughs> Any pub. I actually yeah. didn't get a chance to, and I was asked to. I should have passed by. It's, it's New, in Ireland. New, Newgrange. So it's in it's the, be Boyne, the Boyne Valley of Ireland. It is 5,200 years old. What's it called? Newgrange. They're probably still drinking Guinness in there. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> well, it was built by the Stone Age farmers. That's what it was built by. All right, gentlemen. Um <laughs> <laughs> Where do we want to go from here? I mean, I'm, I'm always interested. It's nice to have the dynamic of the younger and the older because, you know, we've gone through all kinds of crap and then you, you're you about to go through all kinds oh, yeah. of crap. Well, I'm curious, Justin, like what are your, I don't know if you've given like, do you have like any kind of a plan, like a five-year, 10-year? Like where do you want to do? Do where you can guys you do see, that? Can, where can you we see yourself ended, ending up? I, on, like, I'm just curious, like just, I don't know, put you on the spot. Um, I'm just wondering. I did when I... When I first jumped in with both feet, uh, it was something that Lindsay and I had discussed, uh, a five-year plan. We both have a five-year plan. We're both self-employed. She's got her own coaching, personal training thing. So we kind of did both kind of come up with our five-year plans, uh, and that was part of the reason why I was able to jump in, right? It was because I had a plan. I had talked to both my parents and everybody else that was that was closest to me. And yeah, five years at that time would have been uh, probably close to three years ago, I guess. And that was in five years, I plan on being a career firefighter and having my own side company, right? So doing this on the side. And I knew at the time this had to be the forefront and not necessarily put the firefighting on the side, but get my ducks in a row for this, right? So I knew I had from my people that I've watched and and picked things up on, right? So I knew from experience, like my dad's company, I knew I needed a good accountant. Right. I, I knew I needed all that stuff lined up. Right. So by any means, we've already had discussed like this discussion on where kind of stick to your trade. Right. I'm not going to file my taxes. I don't know where to start. So I'll pay you. You do that and I will do what I can do. I knew I wanted to get all that lined up. And yeah, essentially, basically of five years, I, f- I figured I'm still kind of on pace for that. Did you guys reevaluate when COVID hit? No, not really. Like that was kind of when I started, right? It was when COVID, okay. COVID was just coming out. At that time, I had got laid off from the, the company that I was working for, which was up this way, local guy. Um, I was kind of looking after all of his rental properties and uh, there just wasn't enough. And I couldn't keep going inside these guys' houses. And it was just, I wasn't really happy doing it. Like somebody would phone me at 1030. My fridge is leaking. All right, what do you want me to do? Close the door. That's Schneider, man. Like that's home maintenance. Yeah, stuff. and that's, that's what I, not that's us. what I was doing because I couldn't find anybody yeah. up here that wanted to pay me what I was looking for. That I, I wasn't looking for much. Like twenty six dollar an hour mark is what I was asking. But when I, I like earlier about- when you said when you spoke to certain guys and you're looking for jobs, they and you were asked they were only willing to pay you twenty two. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. That was that was the bottom end. That was, yep. or that was the top end for that. That was the top end for them. I talked with a couple companies out of the beach area, right, and I spoke with them and. Here's my portfolio. This is what I've done. I have a whole documented pictures and everything that I've done, all my side jobs, right? All the big stuff that I've been a part of. It's all, this is what I've done. This is my experience. This is what I know. This is who I've worked for. 
this is what I have, right? This is what I'm prepared to do. This is what I'm prepared to do for you. I Can feel you, that's good you've done that, though. Yeah. It's perfect that you've done that. Well, so many guys start off and they start with, they're, they're, they're struggling, they're sketching, oh, I can't get, and then they end up giving up because there's not enough bread to feed the family. Yeah. So they say, just, ah, oh, fuck it. And then they'll go back to what they know, go back to working with, yeah. and just, again, sit, suffer in silence, hopes and dreams go out the window, look at mm -hmm. Instagram, get depressed, yeah. and, you know, and then that's that. But, that with, but with COVID, COVID just sparked our industry up here. I'm like, I mean, for me, I mean, like I used to take my winters off due to the fact there was, wasn't enough work. So Same with house prices, right? House prices. Yeah. Went and we just go down to Florida. But I like think there's going to be a rubber band effect here. But in 2008, when that recession hit uh, in the States, that's when from 2008 until now, every month, it's just, it's just keep going, going, going. Yeah. And then COVID hit and it was just like. Like with Stu, it's like it, it, it doubled our business. Oh, yeah. I did a few bathrooms a year. I got out of windows and doors because there was so much reno and bathroom work to be I done. Don't, I don't want to do another bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> send them, send I, them I've recently yeah. been told yeah. by certain trades that you got clients telling people that you can get a three-piece bathroom done for five grand. Like start to finish. I tell people now right off the and bat. And I'm like, what planet are you no, on? I no, don't understand how no that's way. working. I just had that conversation at the, at the woman. I went to her house. We're doing, I'm doing the windows and doors for another contractor I know because they're so slammed. They have this bathroom. It's listing to one side. The floor is going. And it's a, a 10 by 10 bathroom. And I said, start with 25. I said, and budget for about 35 because that floor is going to need yeah. attention. And she was blown away by that price. I came back two days later. She said, well, I've looked around. I've talked to some people going, it sounds about right. When can we schedule it? Oh, so she did some homework. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She's asked around and she's looked and she's like, yeah, that makes it. That makes but sense. But that, that didn't happen up here three years ago. You just lose the job. Oh, you yeah. so just like lose Justin, the job because they like would Justin find somebody. Said, I had to work for 25 bucks an hour yeah. or yeah. I didn't earn anything. Yeah, up here, they still want like a bathroom <clears> be done for like eight to 10 grand. Yeah. I was doing a job and then she asked me, can you swap out the toilet? in the powder room and i said sure it's like 350 i said in all fairness i was being nice it was yeah. 350 and she's she just said no that's just too high i was expecting kind of like 150 dollars where what world would yeah. you get a plumber to come out to your house you, to take out the old toilet see if there's anything wrong with the flange or whatever put in the new toilet they usually for 175 just to show up well, they, on, on, on regular hours at least i think <laughs> the charge has just gone up here for roughings i think they've like eight or nine hundred an item now. Well, no, no, every normal plumber fixtures. You're anywhere from I would say bottom end is seven hundred, top end. I've is seen 11. your fixtures though. We don't have them that nice. <laughs> I have yet to touch certain fixtures like a new me. I'd love to install a new me, but I've seen the guys who no, installed a new we me. We just got to Rebel. That's it. That's our top end. <laughs> Rebel and vote. Rebel is a little challenging sometimes when it comes to the the Roman baths. You know their their mechanism uh, to connect. I just things. done my. First, sec I've done two freestanding tubs. Hate I them. love them. I hate them. <laughs> you know why I love them? Because there's so many problems with yeah. them. <laughs> That's why I love them. And the only reason I got away with that freestanding tub I did for my other clients was because once I finished their third floor bathroom, they want me back to do their... I was supposed to be doing their kitchen now. That's been postponed until April next year because of just getting stuff. But I had to cut a hole in the ceiling so I could do a direct drain for the to get the vent, to get the plumbing drain, and to get the water supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able because otherwise a freestanding tub, you have that funnel-looking thing, and it slips in there. And I'm like, 
What the fuck is Do this? you guys shit? trust that? I know a lot of plumbers trust that thing. We've just done one like that. The other one we done from underneath and it had the horrible flexi and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like this one that. I was able to plumb in with proper ABS. But this one we just done, it looks like a Schluter drain almost, right? And then you just Yep, you just drop it, it in place yeah. and we it just, just goes in. Yeah, so the plumbers yeah. love those it's like ones. A greased, it's like a greased <clears throat> V-trap, a yep. greased funnel. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, gravity will hold that. And I'm like, I don't like any of this. <laughs> my, my plumber bought his faucet deck mount faucet pipes in the wrong place so the tub didn't hide it which was perfect so then he decided <laughs> to take the tile up to move it and damaged five other tiles around it <laughs> is that the one that you sent me the photos of, of the i know tub? so the plum- many the, the plumber came in and set the like the plumber's been paid to set the tub and he sends me a video of this tub and he's just pushing it with just his finger it. and it's rocking back and forth and it was going dink, and he's like dink. I just paid the fucking plumber to set this. What the hell? <laughs> I, was like, I was pissing myself. I sent him a video and he's like, oh, someone, that that, pup, that tub hasn't got any adjustment. Your floor's out. Your, your tiles so, must have moved. So I went, fuck yeah. off. I looked under there and there's five adjustable feet and he's got the middle one right down because he didn't look to see if it had feet. But why would you even leave it like that? That's so what he, I'm dealing with. You, you don't, like, when you get up from plumbing, normally you're on your knee and you put your hand on the edge of the tub. Yeah. You would have noticed you feel if that. it teetered. Yeah. So he knew. He must have known. <laughs> I just saw that. I was but, just fucked. But the, I use a good plumbing company. I'm not going to mention them because they did fix it. But he's a young guy. He's 20s, late 20s. I am struggling with that era a little bit. Not all of them, but some of them. Like, they, they get a bit stressed quick. And I don't shout and holler. I'm just like, I take the piss. I'll just be like, what the fuck have you done? I, I think you know what kind of a plumber they are if you sit there and discuss their path. And if you discover <clears throat> that they'll take the easy path or if they'll take the more challenging path, that's going to eliminate and any guys that don't clean or, up. Yeah, that's all it is, man. I'll come in there and then there'll be shit everywhere. I'm like, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't want me clean. I'm like, I pay you hourly. I find Clean that nowadays, up. too, like to, to gauge somebody's passion and this and that. Just ask them about the trade. I'll ask them, how long you been doing it? Where do you think you're going? Almost all of them, one of the electricians you had. I mean, he's just tired of being an electrician. He hates it. He just wants to go and do do something else. But it's not like being in the city. When I done Renault's in the city, there was great guys. Admittedly, most of them were European. They're fucking awesome. Floor layers, tile guys. I tried to convince my tile guy to come up here. He's so good. We've got to say, and a guy's really good is the guy that does what he says. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's great for me, right? Because if you answer the phone, I meet a client, I give him a quote, and I do exactly what I said I was going to do, guess what? I'm fucking awesome. You look like a rock star. Yeah. And you're yeah. delivering on what you sold. Yeah. Whereas back home, there are guys that are really fucking good, and there's guys that are good. Whereas here, it's been good for me. And Justin to start a new business because there's not many good guys. Yeah, and like you're right, all you do is dot your eyes and cross your t's, and you look good. Someone goes, "Stu, you got a tile guy?" And I go, "Yeah, use this guy. Why is he good? Because oh, he fucking lays tile and does what he says he's gonna do." Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. What's this guy like? I say, he's shit. Why is he shit? <clears throat> Doesn't turn up. Wants fifty percent for his starts. Price changes at the end. I, I had this tile guy for years. That was like, "Stu, that's a." thousand bucks plus materials and i'd be like well, how much is materials i'm giving a quote oh you know a couple bags is set bag of ground 100 bucks come to the end it always went up 300 bucks 
It's called because ma- he was short magic. money. Yeah, because he needed magic. some more it's weed. It's magic. Yeah. That's all it is. But that's that's what you're dealing with up here. What are it's the top guys up changing. here charging nowadays? Because I'm hearing in the core, we're at 35 a square. Depends not, who you ask. Yeah. If I mean, it's, if you go to like the local tile shops, they're charging about. They're charging about what twenty? I think I think they just put their rates up. I'm I'm around twenty when I do it. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I've I've thrown square footage price out the window. I'm whatever the market. I will. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, you've got to do square footage price, but it also you I have use, to see the material. I use the square footage price as a guide yes. to see where I'm at. Yep. But then I'll look at okay, oh, you want if they want a herringbone pattern, or if, depending on what they want yeah. and the details, yep. yeah. and if there are lots of cuts, if yeah. it's just lots of wide open space and you can fly, great, that's no problem. But if we're putting down hex and they want to you know scribe a, a wood floor into it or they want all these fancy that's th- insane oh, i've only just used weedy two sh- first two showers i've just done with weddy weedy 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 is it because you can't get any schluter no so i have jason does tile i've got another couple of tile guys depending on what it is whether he's busy whether i can afford him whether i can't afford him you know because it's all like that and then we've got the tile guys at local shop so there's a local design center here, Georgian Design Center. They're great. They got everything in there. They got two tile guys. Servicing everybody that comes in. Servicing whoever wants an install that can wait for them. So right now I know they're booking into March. Because they're like a full service tile carpet, oh, everything. Gotcha. So they sell everything. everything. Okay. But so they also they, they also do, do design own, too, yeah, right? They do their own they do their own renos, but then guys like us can say okay come in we'll get our customers will buy the tile from them and then our cus- and then they'll send their tile guys in to do it if we don't want to do it they're tiling the bathroom for me next week the two pictures that you just saw those yeah, two yeah. bathrooms they're doing that but they got booked four months ago clients came to me and said Stu we've been recommended you we want to do two bathrooms in a condo I'm like oh condos I hate condos well, so we're on the same page, man. Yeah, so I'm like, I've you, done one in my career. If That's you enough. live in there, I'm not doing it. If you move out, I'll do it. So we're doing the two condos. I said, you pick your tile from Georgian, book in their tile guys, right? So that's four months. But it's nice because I booked them in. I know when I'm doing it. I was a week early. They're starting on Monday. They'll tile. But they're, they're doing Schluder. So that's why that's Den Shield in there. They'll come in and put a Schluder tray down and they'll wrap the whole wall. With Which, Curdy. And I'm trying to get them to go weedy, weedy. But they don't stock weedy yet, right? They and I'm get, like, they can get it. They can get weedy. They like, can why get, don't they, use they this? It, it, it kills all, all the labor time. It's so much faster. Do you not think it's faster? I'm a Schluter guy. Really? Even though there's no Schluter now, and it's not going to show up until January, from what I've heard. I've got Schluter niche if you want to buy it. 600 bucks. <laughs> I've, got, I've got Schluter niches that I've given away. I've I don't got, need any uh, niches. I've got, four, <laughs> I've got, I've got eight, four by eight boards in my uh, C can. <laughs> He's selling me product on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a weedy guy, too. I've, I've I, just started I using it. it. I, I, it's very user-friendly. It's There's lots of information on it that I can tell my customer and just say, look, if you want to read all about it, Here's a price list. This is what it is. This Isn't is it true with their drain, though? It's fixed. Hang on. Lots of people are mixing. So lots of people yeah. are doing Schluter drain, wetty board. Which avoids the warranty, by the way. Yes. But, again, in all respect, when the fuck did you ever have to use the warranty? But at the same time, and this is it, if you're doing the systems properly, like Schluter's warranty is awesome if you do it properly. But if you're doing it the way they stipulate you do it, you'll never have a warranty claim. There's some nice shower trays out there now, too. They're, they're getting nicer and nicer, a bit more solid. 
Yeah. A lot of people. The thing is that I, 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 I'm doing more and more bathrooms and showers, and I don't want to stick with the 32 by 60 or the 48 by 48. So then you're fixed on doing uh, a mud pack, mud right? Pen, yeah. That's all it is. And, and I'm they, seeing a big, I'm seeing a big trend now where you see you like a lot to. of guys, especially on Global Top Posse. There are like a lot of guys are screaming for like. Is that the is that the membrane underneath and the dry pack on top? No, no, just they're doing a dry pack, but and then curdy on top, putting the curdy on top. So the only reason I like the the Schluter train more than the VD train is because you can move the Schluter train to accommodate to your tile that you're using. If you're using a mosaic tile, you have forgiveness on half inch. Either way. You're slightly spoiled. I've seen your tile, guys. I'm just saying, but but now we're going into the whole enveloping, and enveloping is crazy, and it's difficult, yeah. and so now you can get in there and do that, and it doesn't really apply at that and point. There is there is a new it. player, not new player, but there is he's, he's, he's becoming more and more present. It's called Built With Foam, where they are... I'll send you the link. I don't even know that. Okay. It's basically, it's, a, it's the same uh, styrofoam shower pan made to whatever size you want and they make it and it's got it'll fit the schluter drain it'll fit a couple of other types of drains you guys ever put the schluter drain underneath the washers for laundry applications i've done that twice yeah i'll do it in my place too yeah with a uh with 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 a with a primer with a with a priming line priming line yeah just because i do not trust washer dryers never leaking (laughs) <laughs> I've never had one explode on me, but the thing is, uh, I I like the extra security that you have a drain there. But had, if that I've thing had, explodes, I've had, I've had a line. water's going everywhere. I've I don't had, care we where had it a is. rental property. We had left it for all winter. We had a line leak, and like ugh. again, it's it's nice to do all that stuff if the client's got the budget. They get the budget for it, but that's where I'm going. Where clients are telling me that a bathroom is five thousand dollars, and I'm like, what planet are you on? I'm sorry, what decade is this? I don't yeah, understand. You're, not, you're you can't. But you're going in and you're buying. I, I'm assuming the cheapest tile at this place that you guys use all the time has got to be around three, four bucks a square. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and then you go up from there. Yeah. Then yeah. you get clients who start talking about, well, we want glass tile. Glass tile is a different animal but at that point. But clients underestimate trades, and I don't know if that's an Ontario thing, a Collingwood thing, a Canada thing. They don't think we're worth the money. That's a. But so- that's changing. That's just a society thing. Now, I think. Now they can't get anyone. No one's answering the phone. All the quotes are similar. It's changing up here, but it's slow. It's very, very slow, but you're right. They don't trust us because they think that the value of the material is far greater than the value of the skill to install that material. Yep. Well, like a good point. Which you know that isn't guy, correct. There's a guy, uh, uh, Gus, that uh, called Couple of Couple of Tools on Instagram. Oh, he's, I know you're talking He's about. a UK guy in yeah. Scotland, and he's just posted... He's booked out for 2021, 2022, 2023, and I think he's even booked out for 24. Like he's actually saying that he is not even entertaining quotes. He will look at them, but he'll let you know for his 2025 Jesus. season. I know Paul Skelton in, like. t- in town, they're booked out till 23. They're custom home builders, 2020, and they build awesome homes. What if the economy turns? I can't even imagine, like, uh, Armageddon, aliens, something. What, you mean uh, no one's got any money? But no. Like a recession? Re- we ha- yeah, we have a recession. We haven't had a recession. In- we had a tickle of a recession in 2008, but that was because of the fallout of I the don't housing. Think, I don't think house prices have dropped. They won't drop, but I think they're going to stop, and I think yeah, people are going to start it, traveling, which means that they're going to stop renovating. Spending their yeah, money on You couldn't on go the anywhere, right? So you were, you were forced to invest your money into your home. You were forced to make your own way. So we've been at it for almost two years now that way, right? Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're human beings and our attention span is very short. Oh, yeah. 
So we've had enough of being at home and those who have renovated, renovated. Those who are waiting to renovate, they'll get that done. But then those same people, I want to get on a plane and get out of here. You know, a a lot of those people... From the city have moved to Collingwood. That's why the prices have gone up. Yeah, and unless there's no more another, houses to buy. Unless right? we have another big scare, another and, big like but those, warfare scare, yeah. then once that gets locked down, but those again, people have got money. But there's still people running up here. There's still houses for sale. They're not selling. People are not cashing in the way they used to. No, from like six months ago, because I see a lot of home prices that are still going for like a, a ridiculous amount, but they're not getting it. I think Collingwood's going to be fine. Out of the core is going to be fine. This bubble, this Collingwood is like this bubble. Yeah. Like it's, I see stuff happening. You hear in the States, all over, even all over, even just a few like counties away. You hear these things and we're sitting here going, I don't have any time this year to get to you. Like I, even just returning a phone call. But clients won't wait sometimes. either. That's the other problem that they put themselves in. Some The good ones do. The good ones do. The ones that are educated, the ones that actually want to wait and get the job done properly. Sure. But then some don't. Yeah. Most but then if they don't, then good. They've even they've either found someone to do it, which is great. Great. Or they fucked it up and they'll be ringing us anyway. And it needs to be done again. Yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of those where they've they got in somebody else to work with shit. They've asked me to come in and fix it. I will do it because it looks good on me. It's you know it's always that kicking the teeth going. Well, why didn't you go with me in the first place? But you'll go in and fix it. They'll tell two friends. They'll tell two friends. And I still have no business cards. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys tackle? I know, Jason, you've asked me this question. How do you guys tackle custom work? Because when you get into just... That's you, all I want to do, really. Right? It's just, how do you price it out? You, the only way that I've done it before and how I mentioned it to you is that based on your experience, you figure out how long this is going to take yeah. like, and you try to pad it, Yeah. give yourself a fair assessment of it, take the experience that you've done, other things that are similar to it. Give us an example of custom work. Woodworking, trim, built-ins. Like um, what you're doing now on your site. Yeah, right? that yeah. kind of stuff there, right? Built-ins, I've got two or three guys that will build whatever you can draw. Yeah, he's basically, so, yeah, you'll, these guys are awesome. They'll, like, you, you'll draw it out. Here are the measurements they need to go in. They'll give him a price. So it becomes cabinetry. Good, yeah, I say we haven't got, like, like, we haven't got the job yet, right? So we're going in there to look at it. So I'll throw numbers, budget numbers around. Because I've done so many of them, I know roughly what it should be. And then if they go, yeah, that's in our budget, we're interested, let's have a proper quote, then I'll take it next step and I'll bring whoever's available because there's about three or four guys I use. One company's in the city. Most of the other guys are here. Bring them in, give them the measurements, give them a drawing to approve. That's the price then. What if you get on site, you install it, then the client looks at it and they feel like, hmm, Something's missing here. Maybe we should actually just put a 12-inch thick frame, picture frame on the ceiling so we can accommodate some sort of detail in the center of the ceiling because I just don't like the ceilings just flat. That would come from a designer, not a client. I don't think my clients would even... No, but now you have to price it. So now they're asking you, what is generally the scope going to be? How much do you think it's going to cost to do that? I look at it like, okay, I think it's going to take X amount of time. Here's the cost of the material. You guys eat the material because here's the price of what it is. And then here's the price on what my labor is going to be based on the scope. Same. I'll be like, is that a day, two days? That's how you figure it out. And most of the time you always work out where, hey, you know what? We made a few points. We made a little bit of money. They're happy. It's completed. This is the problem I'm having right now. So some... I'd prefer to do that because I win, I lose. Right? Yeah. And the client never gets upset because they knew the price. But now I'm, I'm trying to be fair and convince them that we're probably quicker 
then I'm going to guesstimate because I always pad it, right? Yeah, you, you have to. convince them that. So then you go, why don't you just pay me a percentage on top? Let's figure out what that percentage is and pay me. What do you, when you're on site, are you booking your time or is your time the percentage on top? It's percentage. Of, well, no, on, it depends on the job. I'm booking on the time on this one that I'm working on right now. So I'm on a weekly with them. So I've done it before where it's been a percentage of it and I'm just supervising it because I didn't want to do it. So then I've hired the trades. They come in, they've given me a quote on their scope of what it's going to cost. Then like always it changes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It changes. I have yet to see you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, a job go exactly how it was drawn <laughs> and set up and delivered. It never happens. Yes. So you have to be that flexible with it, but then it's, my biggest thing is from now what I what I've learned from Jim and what I learned from other guys as well is that you get the money up front. Soon as that change happens, you get that money right then and there. You do not wait until the very end yeah, to have that conversation. Right, they'll, they'll squabble with That's you. That's the, the renegotiation end. at the end of it. <clears throat> yeah. That's the hard bit about being a GC. It's that last check. You're the quarterback You're the that takes the biggest hits at yep. the end. Everybody else has been paid. Yep. And that's the part that I'm disliking about the industry. But the thing is, nobody ever wants to have the conversation. And, and to your effort, like uh, your credit, Jason, just have it. Pull the Band-Aid and yeah. have it right then and there. And we get that they're, they're our client and we're trying to be professional. We're trying to be friends with them and everything. But they just asked for something. They just changed the scope. They just wanted more work done. Since you were here, can you look at this and do that? Sure. Here's the price. And that's what blows me away with um, Crewman Group. Yeah, he's just constantly... I just out there, we ask yeah. for nothing up front. We only want it when it's done. <laughs> and I'm like... It he's only he's takes... one of the guys on the show that said, I do not take a deposit. Like, it takes at all. one job to just ruin your life forever. Yeah. He's going to come back on because he had to finish a story where he had a $400,000 fuck up. Yeah. And I want to know what the rest of that story is. <laughs> Like I there's can't another even... company that you've had on that I'm not a big fan on that <laughs> they uh, they're, a friend, they're, a, they're they're everywhere but they're not everywhere we won't mention that <laughs> they're everywhere but they're not everywhere sales thing is we're the only ones to be trusted that's what I, I hate about I it ju I know exactly what you're talking about and just they in, offer me a job by the way in all fairness in all k a year in, project manager listen in all fairness. I don't always agree with everybody that's on the show, okay? <laughs> I'm Again, just the guy who started the show. This is why we need a club. <laughs> totally, we need a club. Not, I mean, not to price fix, but just to share knowledge. No, just to go share here, Stu. This is like what I got, Stu. Like, like a what do you got, Stu? Like, like, like sort of a mentorship program. <laughs> and also good traits, like Justin, Justin <laughs> starting out, it? right? <laughs> I have no idea. we got to come up with a name. Justin starting out. So instead of him doing what I had to do and use sick shit tile guys that lost me money he could ring me and jay and go hey you got a good guy and we go yeah it's he's true. this guy again and why is he good well because he fucking does what he says he's gonna and do. exactly and yeah. and you know that that trade will step up and do you know who's been good for me for that bill limegard and justin limegard yeah, yeah i can text justin and go hey what do you think of this product i'm like speak to this guy talk they're fucking awesome they do great work yeah they, I want to, I want to be like those guys where I pick the client. Sometimes clients They've go set to up me. A nice little, can yeah. we speak to some of your old customers? And I went, you sure can. As soon as we've agreed the quote, I'm not giving you their number until we've agreed. Then before you give me a deposit, you can ring some of my clients. And then sometimes I go, you got any contractors I can speak to that have worked for you? And they laugh. 
You're checking me out. I don't check you out. That was something I just heard on a job interview where your person interviewing you for your employment position, they always want three references. Yeah. And the joke was, well, could you please give me three of your ex-employees that I could speak to? And they're like, why? Well, we want to see why they were fired and if you're even worth working yeah. for. And, oh, you at, can't give me that? And right. actually touching upon that, uh, I read an article or something. I forget where it was on what social media platform. You know, guys like you and me and Stu and what was his name? Danny there from Montreal. Yeah, Danny Dosko. Like just, you know, like suck it up. Shut the fuck up. Keep your to, head down. Keep your head down. Go to work. Shut it the whole nine yards. And what um, what I also get out of that is this article I just read was interesting. Was that the kids nowadays, not the kids, but like the new generation coming in, they don't want to just suck it up, go to work, put their head down, work the 30, 40 years, have a retirement, get what you can. They want to... They want, to, they want their work to be fulfilling. They want their work to be meaningful. They want to live their life, have some fun. They want to have all the retirement benefits now while they're working, have a longer vacation, do all these things, you know, literally having their cake and eating it too. And that's why we're having a hard time. Like people are with COVID, with the restaurant workers, servers, all those, the frontline heroes, all these things. There's my wife. Um, it's uh, all these things going on. It's uh, challenging when, and, when, and, and they all want these amazing things. But here's the thing: you got these kids who can get a job at Amazon for eighteen dollars an hour, and they just bumped it up to twenty one fifty. Yes. So why am I going to come to your job site? I don't site? sound like a broken record, but sixteen years old, get them in an apprenticeship program. By the time they're twenty, twenty five, twenty, twenty, yeah. they're qualified. Yeah. You have to do four or five years, right? Yep. And the wage goes up every year, and they're living at home anyway, so they don't need the money. When they come to you in their 20s... But when you were 16 years old, what were you doing? I was working. You were working? You weren't partying? You weren't going out? You weren't... Yeah. My first job yeah. was 14. I worked at McDonald's. I needed my parents' signature to go to work. At 16, I was... Justin? 16, I was still partying. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, going to work. There we go. <laughs> I st- are you, are you saying that at 16, they're not ready to work? No, no, no. I was working at 13. I was a busboy at 13, man. And I didn't mind it. I was making next. I mean, I was, I was making three twenty-five an hour. I was working at ten eleven, but I mean, full-time work. Reminds me of Ray 16. Liotta from Goodfellas. I <laughs> <laughs> was the car valet. It was awesome. <laughs> we're, we lost track there. I'm sorry. What were we were? We are, oh yeah, you were saying something about oh the kids and oh, everything. Oh, just the just the um, just the what they're wanting and what they're expecting, which is why. Nobody wants to be a janitor anymore. Nobody wants to be a server. They don't want to get yelled at. They don't want to be berated. They don't want to be like spoken down to. But that's they construction. Don't want to be a ser- well, this is it. And when you're in construction, you talk to Danny and listen to those guys where they're getting screamed at and yelled at. And now all of a sudden you get guys on the construction sites and, hey, could you please pass me that? Everything's with a please and asking as opposed to just Crow yelling at the Crow kid up. going, you know, crowbar now, you know, yelling at them or, you know, or they do something stupid and you can't even say like, you're retarded. Get me that damn thing. You can't use these words anymore. HR's it's... not a good subject for me. I just got suspended. So let's oh, yeah. talk about HR. The only HR is, is hardcore rentals for me. That's the only <laughs> HR for me. There's no such thing as HR in my company. The shit they done to me as an apprentice was fine. I didn't mind. Yeah, but you can't pull that shit over here. Mm, no. Can't do it now. 
Oh, like throwing like two by fours at the people they, to wake them up. There's no, no nails in them. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the, well, on the one end, there is. I could but... understand the ones with nails in them, but I mean, the bracing that were used for the walls. My sure, toolbox don't... used to get screwed down every night. You remember the metal <laughs> toolboxes that open up? Yeah. We had they would do that? Yeah, we'd leave for the van and be like, dude, fucking oh, hurry up, man. we're leaving. You grab your box and the fuckers screwed it that down. That gives me a great idea for yeah. all the DeWalt, all the DeWalt boxes I'm going to come across now. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're outnumbered. Are you Dewalt too yeah. as well? Yeah. Oh, we used to God. ride to work. We used to drive to work in the transit vans. But why are you <clears throat> a Dewalt? Just you're from they, you're from over there. Just because they work. Good taste. You would have to be Makita or Bosch, man. I don't like Bosch. Don't love Bosch, but Makita then. I don't know Makita. The majority of guys out there over there are mm. all. Come on, they're they're. They're a Hilti? No. I'm a project manager. What does it matter? I don't even use it. It's just you for don't touch it. You don't touch it anymore. You had to put some up pictures to hang. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for the record, that was not my joke. That was Mike from Greenstone, okay? <laughs> I, I just like that joke. That's all. Dewalt, uh, they're a good price. They do Dewalt? They, they do what they say they do. I've never had them fail. I just ordered a McKee, uh, screw down deck. Gun. I'm not gonna believe that, Jason. I'm sorry, so I, I can't believe it. Every single had, tool, every single... single tool brand has failed at some point or another. You know, the one that has failed me was a is a Makita like a demo, like a 15 pound demolition hammer. Bought it brand new. It worked for a couple jobs, and then and the one little plastic part keeps breaking, and I've given up. They're expensive too, and but all my all my Dewalt tools from day one, the ones that have failed, they failed because if. I, a, recipro- putting, a reciprocating saw that fails. Like if it fails after a year, there's a reason for it. Yeah. I beat this shit out of all of I know, but tools them. are supposed to fail after a little period Any of time, right? jobs. Any of these jobs. If they last a month, it pays for itself. Yeah. Heck, half the time, even if you use a drill every major job, it's covered. But all my stuff lasts at least a year. Yeah. And if I can get a year out of an impact drill, out of a reciprocating saw... Even if it's expensive, I mean, my, my expensive stuff, yeah, I'm using here and there, but I've never had a sink, even DeWalt nailers, like the one that failed, it was two years old. Battery? Um, no, just a firing mechanism. That's but all. I mean, how many th- hundreds of thousands of pieces of n- nails and drill have I put up with it? When I started work, we didn't even have a battery drill. Yeah. We had one of them Yankees, remember them? Did we lose power? No, we didn't lose power. <laughs> Do you remember the Yankee screwdrivers? I remember the, those. That's yeah. way, way back, man. Yeah, that's what we used. We really? didn't even have fucking hammer drills. We used the raw plug tool. <laughs> All right, I'm showing my age. So you guys, you guys didn't have SDS then? No, no SDS, SDS didn't show up until the early 2000s. We had the big wolf drills that when the, when you were drilling through metal and it caught, it spun you around about three times. <laughs> yeah, before safety was an issue on drills, I've had that happen. That's how you learn how not to do yeah. it. And that's then the electrician would just be like, fucking hang on to it, what's up with you? <laughs> Grab a hold of it. Yeah, I got, I got an OBC question to ask you guys. How many toilets can you put on a three-inch drain in Ontario? <laughs> What's the maximum amount of toilets you can put on? Two, three, six, four. <laughs> you guys are all wrong. <laughs> That's what, what plumbers for. What's the longest yeah. length you can run drain on a horizontal slope for inch and a half, two, and three? What's the longest for an inch and a half? 20 feet. I'd probably say like 30 six, feet. Six feet. <laughs> Two inch pipe. How, what's the longest you can run it? Eight feet. 12. Eight feet. Eight. Justin's got that one right. Three inch pipe. What's There's the no longest? Plumbing it's got to be show, you know. It's got to be 10 feet. 12. 12 feet. <laughs> the highest amount of PSI that you can have on your water service in Ontario. 135. 
No. What are you, a firehouse? <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> what What's is the, the average house in, in Ontario? 45? PSI, it's like you'd be lucky to get 50, 60. If oh, you get. oh, I thought it was about. So the maximum they want is 80 PSI. If you get more than 80 PSI, the city's going to ask you to put a PRV. What's a PRV? Restricting pressure, pressure relief valve. Pressure reducing valve. Yeah, so for non plumbers, you guys are pretty good. Just wanted to throw those little questions out there. That's all. Yeah. Because it's all about educating, not just shitting on people in the industry. <laughs> Come, on. <laughs> Come on. Justin, where do you want to see the construction industry go? You're the young guy here, so yeah, uh, we know where it's going. I, You know what? We're just not going to tell you. There is a, obviously, there's a, we got a declining trend on tradespeople. Uh, it's hard. It's, I, there's not many young guys that are in it. I know, uh, like I come from Shelburne, right? So growing up, there was 5,000 people. Not a close-knit group of friends, but we got a community of guys that I do know. And out of that community, I can probably tell you on one hand how many guys I know that either have started their own company, Jesse being one of them, Barbosa. He's yeah. from He grew up in the same area as me, right? So there's him. I know a couple other guys that are smaller, like myself, doing their own thing. But that's it. Like, You talk to my old man, and it's like he knew... He'd go on and on about who has what company going, who's doing what trades, right? And even like... I look around and it's like, hey, like my my brother's in a a restoration role, my stepbrother is in a plumbing apprenticeship, my other stepbrother is doing hydro apprenticeship, but that's kind of how we are, right? That's kind of how how we grew up, what we've known, like just been known to do. But it's like I, I there's other people out there, like my in law side, they're all in sales. None of them are construction knowledgeable, but it comes to tractors and trailers stuff like that like they could tell you anything they know about it like i'd like to see it kind of it'd be nice if it kind of ramped back up but at the same time eliminate the guys that do the bullshit work so i think what's going to happen here i don't think you can eliminate them but i think, think you just think, push them out i think progressing forward though i think the guys that are good will will prevail will stick around and the guys that can't cut it they're gonna stop because they can't do the work because soon enough health and safety and permits and everything else are going to get more enforced and everything's going to be stricter, right? You're going to have to put everything on the books. But to you, you younger guys, I will give you guys more credit that you guys, I think, are safer than us older guys. Oh, fuck yes. Like, you know, I mean, I wasn't always conscious of wearing hearing protection and now my hearing yeah. is a little affected by it, right? I was doing it yesterday, yeah. like cutting and grinding. And, and, and it, did you notice that the, the hearing, it, it irritates me just to have a high-pitched sound in my ear. Every time I even grab a saw, my first response now is because my boy's working with me and I'm leading by example. And if I see him pick up anything and use it without... Hearing protection, or I, I was like, ah, stop, stop, stop. Use this because how many? I mean, you know, my I'm, a saw is like 80 dB, but you're not wrong. So, yesterday I'm throwing joist hangers on this deck, I'm doing same thing, right? Got the palm nailer going, compressors going, so I'm throwing safety glasses on and over the ear protection, and it's just because it just echoes. But yeah. before, even like I'd say, even six years ago, seven years ago, when I was working for my dad and his company, like, we, we never did that. I would recommend that everybody just throw on AirPods and listen to this uh, podcast I, while you're well, watching. Actually, what I do, I wear the noise-canceling <laughs> headphones so that when the odd time I'm cutting something without my earphones on listening to whatever I'm listening to, I realize, Jesus, that's loud. I know. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on my bike so that I could listen to your podcast while I ride. Cost, do like you have 700 the helmet? Bucks. Yeah. 
Whenever I ride, I never got into that because it was the one time that I could actually just get away from the phone and unplug. Not, yeah, unplug. And yeah. I like it. It depends. I never thought 10 years ago I'd be riding a bike with a fucking radio on it. I was like, what is wrong with these Americans? I guess riding these bikes up. with a radio? What's next thing? An ashtray? Like, what's going on? <laughs> But now, now I get it. I love it. I'm well, you're being environmentally friendly with the ashtray. I love it. <laughs> but it's funny because the slim I got from you is so loud. I yeah, can't even loud. imagine riding. <clears throat> when I ride that with a half helmet, my God, is that going to be loud? <laughs> I want to ask everybody here. We'll start with Justin. What's the one thing the older generation can do? That will make the industry better. And you guys, what's probably, the one thing that the younger generation we can do? We probably just need to die off. Sorry? Probably just die off for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make some room. I don't, I don't know that they need to necessarily change things. Like, it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Things have been working fine. It's been going good. I would love, back to the five-year plan, right? I get on full-time, fire, and I'm still doing this on the side. I would love to have an experienced, knowledgeable guy accessible yes like doing my day-to-day things because i'm as a full-time guy you're you're seven shifts a month right it's 24-hour shifts so there's a bit of leeway time in between those shifts but i would love to have a guy that I you can count on you can rely on that's done all the bullshit that knows what to do when to do it and i don't necessarily have to worry about all of that stuff but it'd be nice if it's tough right because i know to try and amalgamate the two right is 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 tough right because you have their points of view versus the younger generation points of view, right? So there, there's times before where, like, I'm working every now and then I'll mix in a job with my dad, and he's looking at things one way, and I'm like, no way, dude. Like, we're doing it this way. Like, yeah. We can do it twice as fast for half the money doing it this way, or w- like whatever the, the cause may be. They know a lot. Like, you guys know a lot. You guys have saw three times as much shit as I've saw. I would right? almost or like to see through. like somebody like me or Stu. You know, being on site, we're in our our golden years. Being on site, and not so much there as I'm a in my prime, by the way. He's in his like, like not so much. Jason speaking for himself. Well, yeah. but just to impart the knowledge, <laughs> yes. and the experience, and even just watching guys do stuff where you'll see somebody running back and forth. It's something as simple as think of the chess game. Like, don't be, don't be, be in the moment, which yeah. is great, but also be a few moves ahead. Yeah. So if you need, you're going to, if you're going down to the truck to grab like a pencil or you forgot your tape, grab the vacuum, grab yeah. whatever you need. Or if you see you're passing somebody else and like, oh, they're going to need this and you can muster and carry it, grab it for them. Yeah. The team, the effort, the respecting the next trade, helping everyone out. And you're right. Having, and, and sharing that knowledge. Having an older tradesmen on because it site. takes because if, if we're if, if you're trained as a carpenter <clears throat> at 25 years old and i get trained as a carpenter at 45 years old the the older person is just going to have more life experience yeah. to bring to Absolutely. that and they're going to be able yeah. to do it so so those little bits and it's just the most mundane details because that guy may have worked in a factory for 20 years doing the most like mind-numbing work but he could have picked up some Things like whatever, you know what I mean? So having like sharing with the younger crowds do, but then at the same time, the younger guys, it'd be nicer if they can take it in without always being feeling so like, because when I talk to somebody, I'm always just deemed as aggressive or confrontational. Yeah. Well, that's just the fucking way I talk. (laughs) 
Like, I don't give a shit about your feelings. You can, whatever. Yeah. Eat, like, you know, just take it in yeah. and deal with it as you can. Hang on, Jason. I'm just going to write you up right here. Back to, <laughs> back to what you're, like, with, you, what, like, with, in regards to what you were saying with somebody older on site, it's like having an Alexa on site, but I have a Jason. That'd be terrifying. I don't know how to take that. But, but it's like, this guy's That's a book. That's why kids everything, because It's like Google. you're a book of knowledge, and it's like, okay, like, I've never necessarily ran into the situation where you likely may have once or twice like how did you how'd you navigate no it's so true justin because when, around when i was working with my dad when he's a bricklayer i would butt heads with him because i would try to suggest new ways of doing something yeah. but he had his old school ways and he would just do it and i would be in awe of how it got done yeah that became apparent to me in our so when we did our firefighting recruitment class yep and that became so apparent to me because I was by far the oldest one in there. <laughs> yeah. And then if it, was, if it wasn't for that knee injury, I would have been able to go into service. But when they were asking questions and this and what would you do? And in the end, I just shut the hell up because I'm like, I got to stop talking. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was braggy. It wasn't because I was like having to show that I know this and I know that. Nobody else is because you've done it. And, and it's probably just, fucked up. And everything yeah. is like, yeah. well, what do you think of this? And this and that. And being a contractor, that's why I thought going into fire would be, it would serve it so well because you know the ins and outs of a house. Yep. You know, and just little things like standing on the outside. And when the when the training officer was, well, which windows would be for what? And I'm like, bedroom, kitchen, this and that. Yeah. And everyone else is like, it's a window. I'm like, mother... Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just stuff. Like, and that became so apparent to me then. Mm -hmm. And you take for granted the knowledge and wisdom that you have as you get older. Things that used to anger me and this and then I look at now and I'm just... You know, I just shake my head going like, what a waste. There's value in, in fucking yeah. up. I'm oh, sorry, absolutely. but there is, yeah, 100%. right? Is there still anything that sticks out that the younger guys can do that? I feel like, I don't want to put everyone in the same bracket. No, Everyone, no, Everyone's no, no. different, but a lot of the younger guys I've seen feel like they could be a trades guy in a week. Or it takes a year, or it takes two years. It fucking takes five. There's a, there's a lot of value and in you know taking what? it longer. Yeah. And you yeah. might have to sweep up for the first year. Yeah, and I know when I was an apprentice, after a couple of days of working with a guy, when he drills a hole, I know he wants a raw plug, wall plug, whatever you guys want to call it. So I got them ready, and I knew he wanted an inch and a half eight rounded. Or I count sunk. I still do that on site. I was there, right? When you're working with the younger guys, I'm already feeding them the next thing that I already know that because they you, need, and then they just turn around. And you're, and you're not embarrassed about it, and you don't no. think it's below no. you. No. I don't know. I don't know if it's the schools that have done it. But I feel like my kids are the same. It's like the world owes them something, yeah. right? Stop thinking like that. And stop thinking of work as a swear word. Like, oh, yeah. I've got to go to work. Mm -hmm. Think of work as, working, fuck, this is great, fun. And for, I get paid. They're working yeah, for gotta, the end of the day. Change that word, work. They're this, working uh, for the end of the day. They're yeah. working for you the gotta, weekend. you got to like, go to work to make <laughs> yeah. money. There's so many posts to go, well, what would you do if you win the lottery? You'd be like, oh, I'd give up work because work sucks. And I'm I'd like, dude, change the word, work. There was a young trade that taught me you're there for eight hours. You could either complain about it being a swear word and just not be happy or you can absorb the knowledge that's there yeah. because it doesn't matter whose job site, yeah. where you're working, what you're doing. You got eight hours of knowledge that you can absorb. So don't think that any job is below you. No. I teach like that even when I was a site foreman. If there was an apprentice or a younger guy that had to get in the roof and do something shit, I'd do it. I'd be like, come on, it's no problem. Just get up there, do it. And then he'd be like, oh, fuck, he's done it. I've got to do it. Right? Stop thinking 
that sweeping up or picking something up or grabbing the coffees is below you. Because that's when you get into those guys that have got all that knowledge, they're going to share with you, right? I well, tell then, that to a lot of younger guys as, as I'm working. I tell them, if you're not here doing whatever you're doing, whether it's setting the stuff up, cleaning up, vacuuming, doing dap work, even after you go to the washroom, I got to check all the toilets to make sure no one's left disgusting stuff in there because i don't know how many times i've got complaints from homeowners saying your guys were here the bathrooms looks like crap they've exploded so now i just check and i'll clean toilets it's all part of it because i don't want an irate customer i haven't haven't gone that far you know but i mean i i I don't want and i tell them if you weren't here doing any of these things i'd be doing it all so now when they start to slowly get trained and they're cutting trim they're doing whatever skilled task is required they see me on my hands and knees vacuuming There's and a doing the menial task. It's true. And I love doing that stuff because it's brain dead useless stuff. And I'm yeah, now now know think. that I'm paying somebody I'm paying somebody to do that work that they're getting there, but then by the time they get half good at it, they're like, no, fuck it, I can buy a truck and be other, a contractor. And also don't don't bullshit. We can all see through it. Everybody sees and, through it. And I go to a client and the client goes, Look, I've spoke to you about the concrete floor, right? Mm-hmm. The prime example. Client wants something I've never done before. I'm not going to go, yeah, I can do that. I've done it. I went, never done it before. Need to find out about it. Need to get a guy in here yeah. who has done it before. Don't bullshit. Yeah. You'll come unstuck, and especially with the young guys, yeah. just say, you know what? I can put stuff together. I've never done this particular. I've never cut this wood. I've never worked yeah. with oak. I've never worked with whatever yeah. it is. But I will do it. I'll look into it. Don't Just don't bullshit. Yeah. And also do a good job. Do the best job that you like, can. Like get Justin it done. starting up on his own, it's hard to get the jobs. It's hard to get the right money, right? Because you're new. But if you continue to do a good job, that will prevail eventually. Because out of 10 good jobs, two people will say you've done a good job. Out of one bad, they'll spread the word. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I would say about the older guys, uh, don't be afraid of handing down another job that you may not want to do to somebody else. Yeah. Give them an opportunity yeah. to yeah. take on a job. Yeah. Don't good. think, oh my God, this is my competition now. I'm going to be working against them and I'm not going to get any work. Don't think that way. Think more. If you give them a job, introduce them to your client, you're going to kind of get it well, back at you, right? I mean, I'm at that part now where I've had a few jobs get pushed. I've got a few months off. Universe found out and went, nope. Now, the guy that used to work for me as a laborer, He's now doing his own window and door thing. So this now I'm there. And he was kind of cool because I think I told you this. I sent him a message saying, oh, the, the student has become the master. <laughs> I'm now here working for you doing your jobs. And immediately, instead of a snarky text, instead of anything stupid, he just says, hey, you're working with me, not for me. Technically, I'm working for him because he's paying my bills. But it's just interesting to see how that reversal now I'm at that age where it's like, well, son yeah. of a bitch. I'm doing work for like the guy that I literally brought in here and trained from yeah. scratch. Oh, it's just funny because we like I've done the same thing, right? So I've and I use my dad as an example a lot, right? Like my dad, my brother, the three of us, we work okay together. We butt heads. We all have different opinions. <laughs> we work okay together. Right. I'm not I'm not gonna bullshit and say we work phenomenal together. Like we the product will get done, right? It'll still look good. And we really only do it on larger jobs. But it's the same thing, right? So it's it's him now listening to what 
our brother and I have to say, right? Because we have different opinions. We have different views on it, right? So, yeah, it, it does come full circle for sure. I, I will make a confession on the show here where I learned something in the past year and a half. The more you help the younger guys, like you'll actually just get in there and sweep floors and pick up and, and feed them and be the assistant to them, the more they will actually take work off of you. And if you really perform it well and a little bit heavier breathing and just move a little slower, <laughs> yeah. they will do it even more. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like the yeah. people that be, pretend to be an old man. And, yeah. No, 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 sit yeah. down. Then I'll go what are you home and the just... Out? What are you, you know? nuts? Sit down. It's time for your nap. Yeah. It does work. You have to lead from the front too, right? Sorry? You have to lead from the front you too. Totally you have to have be prepared to, to do you, you totally the jobs to. you're asking them to do. And well, that's yeah. the thing is that every single day, I'm not afraid to do any of the scope that I'm asking anybody that's on the job site to do. Yeah. I'm not afraid, except for electrical. I just don't like electrical, yeah. man. Because it's just only it, baby voltage over here. It's like 120. Baby voltage. You stand on the one leg, you'll be fine. The problem is that I got that voltage when I was stand a baby. So then it's stuck as <laughs> like... Stand on your wooden leg and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's 220 that hurts. 120's all right. Just hold the guy beside you. Who was you. the electrician you had on? Those two guys that said they would rather be stung by 600... Then oh yeah, that was uh, that was Andrew and uh, Jalen. Because yeah, I like six hundred will throw you away. <sighs> where like two twenty starts or, to cook you, or four hundred will like it'll make you hang on and just like sizzle you. No, it I'm like that's so messed up. <laughs> that's why it's called AC. It throws you off. <laughs> DC will grab you, but AC won't. AC. We've blown holes in sheet metal before when I was working. <laughs> with what? The, just the contact? There's a guy I used to work with. We used to call him Basher. And uh, that's a fitting name. Yeah. He, well, because he was a house basher most of his life, which he's doing in domestics. Most of our stuff was industrial. So we called him Basher. He's a great guy. But he was working on a buzz bar, so the copper bars. And uh, we turned off the power for him to make off this armored cable. So he's pulling it in and he tested it. He's like, Stu, it's dead. And I'm like, Yeah, it is. I turned it off. And he was like, Oh, I didn't test my tester though. Is my tester working? I can't remember the last time he's so turn it back on, test his tester, right? Oh yeah, tester's working. Then he goes in there to work. Didn't turn, to turn it turn back it off. off. <laughs> Fuck. As he pulls the armor cable through, which has got steel wire army on yeah. it, so it caught across two phases and blew a hole like this big out the side of the buzz. That's your fist. That's, That's awesome. why I. When don't... I came back round, because all the power went out, it blew seaboard's fuses, which is like uh, hydro one's fuses. I come back around, he's Sorry. sitting on the pavement smoking about 10 cigarettes. <laughs> What's going on, Bash? You fuck, fuck, it's a fucking great hole in <laughs> Don't go in there yet. I'm like, when it's off now, get back Better in there and work on it. Give that a minute to cool down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, it's been a blast here. Thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to this. I know you were reluctant at first, but Stu was... didn't really agree. He was coerced. Coerced. I've got too many people after me back but home. But this so wasn't that this doesn't bad. get back to England. <laughs> We got a big pond. I never mentioned anybody's last name here, so don't worry. You're still incognito. We all move here for a reason, you know. We don't know those reasons. (laughs) Safer. It's like Alaska. You got Brawley Reynolds here. You got BrawleyReynolds.ca. Stu at BrawleyReynolds.ca. On Instagram, Brawley Reynolds. B R O L L Y. Hey, do you know why it's Brawley? Have you asked? No. Why is it Brawley? Do you know what Brawley is? Do you know what Brawley is? uh, You're picking a fight or what? Well, you asked me your stupid plumbing questions, so I want to know. <laughs> I don't know everything. In Why is England. it called Brawley? So, Brawley is a slang term for umbrella. An umbrella. A Brawley. Oh. Hence the umbrella on the logo. So, we, got, we cover everything. 
That's what it is. Yeah, it's, I can't take it away from Justine. Justine got it first. She came out. She's Broly Media Creativity Covered. So when I come here, I really like the name Broly. So I took it for Broly Reynolds. It's a nice name. So you know the from Resident Evil, the Umbrella Corporation. Yes. And they cover so many different things. Broly Reynolds covers everything. It's the Broly. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Right. But my, Justin, yours my, is JMP, which is your English, name. So it makes sense. <laughs> JMP Carpentry, and it's uh, Justin Politsky. Yep, Politsky. Politsky at hotmail.com, JMP Carpentry on Facebook, and also J Politsky. That's oh, it, really guys. Nice. We have one last segment here. You guys know about this one, no? You ever make it to the end of the show? <laughs> yep. You've already answered this. Yeah. So oh. you're, 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 uh, I don't remember all the questions, but yeah. Nobody ever does, and people ask me to send them, and I'm like, that's not the point, man. Gentlemen, we'll go on at a time. What is your favorite construction word? Word. Word. Wanker. <laughs> construction construction word. Wanker. Word. Oh. oh, not the word on the construction site. Any word. Any construction word. But any wanker fits. word to construction. Wanker fits. Wanker. Plum bob. Plum bob. Who uses a plumb bob? I used one the other day. I have three in my truck. <laughs> I thought all the cool kids are using lasers now. Well, I have that, but sometimes it's just nice to see a visual of where it's going. I'm surprised that you young guys know what a plumb bob is. Oh, yeah. I've actually mm. been using I've one worked, recently because... I've worked with a lot of The laser doesn't boys. show up in the daytime. I know a lot of old school tricks. You're, well, because, uh, you know, in all fun, fairness, it came from you guys. Yeah. Everything came from us, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> And the English are always humble. Right. Very, just very humble. That, that umbrella just seems to be getting humble. bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's almost like a tent. Humility renos. <laughs> I do like having the UK or anybody from Europe on the show because it automatically makes your show explicit and there's all kinds of colorful language. <laughs> Versus the Canadians that come on the show and they're just very prim and proper and, and then they apologize. About everything. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry about sorry, that. I've picked sorry. up some of your that. niceness when I go back home now. If I go in a shop, you know, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? They'd be like, what the fuck's he going to do with you? <laughs> I don't even know who you are. What the fuck are you going about? <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? I can't do that. We can't do that. I can't yeah. do that. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> or do we want to say it like the way they say it in Sound of Music? You don't know how they say that? No. The movie Sound of Music has the word cunt in it. So what, is it, that word? what is it you can't face? Oh, you, what is it you can't face? <laughs> for all you people who think that's a family film, Disney. Oh, I say uh, that word for very few people. Yeah, I don't use it. What turns you on in construction? Uh, doing new stuff, I think. Clean doing lines. custom stuff. What turns you off in construction? Clients. Yeah. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Some of my clients are really nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. Did you say what turns you on? Uh, clean lines. Clean lines, yeah. Okay, I interrupted. Sorry. We got yours already <laughs> for what turns you off. And by the way, that word has been expressed several times on this show, and I actually wear it as a badge, okay? I love it. So what turns you off in construction? Uh, probably just, I don't know, trades not getting along, button heads. You can get a lot of further like, by getting along, man. It's it's We're not against each other. Like if you're a plumber and you're an electrician, I'm not here. I'm not taking your jobs. I'm not about to pick up some ABS or some wire. It starts. And like, I know they, you're not going to do what I'm doing. As soon as they come on the job site, the, the parking yeah. the wrong way, it just yeah. sets the day off. And everyone's all the car all, jockeying. Oh banter. God. Banter turns right? me on in construction. Got lots of banter. Banter yeah. turns you yeah. off. On. On. Everyone's got to wind each other up. It has to happen. Go have some fun. Mm. 
but uh, in a fun way. See, the problem is, I mean, in a, a fun nice way, way, I totally agree with you. Nice I totally like, when agree. When everyone's agreeing and they're just like poking at each other and like, you yeah. can have little jabs right here and there. That's okay, but it's like when you show up and. HVAC guy's already looking at you like because he's pissed off because his wife yelled at him. It's like it's not my fault, dude. Go yeah. on, get on with your day. Do your and when shit. I, and go when on. I when I call people words like pillock, you pillock. Lots of people don't understand them, so they think I'm insulting them. So they have to they have Look, to Google, Google it. it. What does pillock mean? That's <laughs> oh, okay. It's an English. It's another <laughs> English term for penis, probably. But even when you say to people, I'm because everyone's a bell end. A bell end. You're taking <laughs> yeah. the piss out of somebody. They're like, <sighs> they don't know what. Like they just think like you're pissing on them. What? Yeah. Oh. Everybody's just too sensitive these days, man. What is your favorite curse word, gentlemen? Wanker. That's wank. You what a wanker. I I say you bastard a lot. Bastard. Fucking bastard. What is your favorite vehicle? Could be anything in the world. Well, right now it's a uh, road glide, Harley Davidson special. Right now it's my. <laughs> you just got, what is that you just got? My 1979 Ford F150. Yeah. It's got a 460 in it. Yeah. I've seen a few uh, pitch there. And it's he's all been redone. What color? What color do you have? Burgundy. Burgundy. Yeah. Is that oh, the original? Was my road yeah. glide. It's been Good repainted, color. but that was the. Uh, what year is it, sir? It's a 79. Man, you're too young for a car like that. Come on. I, I love that. I oh, love yeah, that you guys uh, are embracing this. You realize that there were much better vehicles. Well. <laughs> That's it there. <laughs> That's oh, nice, the, man. The, the old, old Land Rovers don't break down. Oh, I know. You know, the Defenders, the old ones. It was Jaguar that always broke the down. The old Defenders were great because they're the ones the farmers drove. The new Defenders, too computerized. That's the problem. As soon as all the computers too came techie. in. When you sold that to too me, techie. his line was, too many this things is basically wrong. You can pull iPad. over, yeah. you can <laughs> die on the side of the road, and you'll still be able to fix it and get it going again. Yeah. But a new one, yeah. good luck. Well, it happened. I blew a ride line. What is your least favorite vehicle? Mm. Anything in the world. I'm, I'm looking I'm, a lot no, of My Reva. grandparents will hate this. Sorry? A lot of Reva. A lot of. <laughs> hey, I've got a question about vehicles. Canadians, you're pretty much half French, right? Not me. Why Not is there me. no fucking Citroens and Renaults over here? It's a good question. It's a great question, actually. They're I don't good know. cheap cars, good vans. Well, <sighs> what's going on? I don't know. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what's going on. I still try to figure out why <laughs> there's the bilingual, but then we're part of the Commonwealth and the French lost the war. Let's be honest. French ain't won nothing, ever. <laughs> That's why they don't have any museums. There's no in Pune. Sorry, this podcast brought to you by France. Other than art, I suppose. This is brought to you by the Tourism Board of Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this show's brought to you by. Um, least favorite? My uh, my grandparents will hate me if they ever hear this, but they bought a Nissan Juke. Oh, I call it the Vajuke. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine bought one. And speaking of which, it's actually red, man. And I was like, dude, this why did you like buy a, a Vajuke, man? This one's like a grayish. Oh, I hate teal. that car, I guess. I don't know PT Cruises. I think they they had like, a Ford, that's one of them. Growing up, they had a Ford Taurus for the longest time. It died. So I'm like, go buy like a small SUV. No, they went and bought another Ford Taurus. They, they stopped making them like 2006. They're not making Tauruses anymore? I don't think so. No. Like I this is the, the old style, the old bubble looking. No, I know which one you're talking about. My grandmother wanted a PT Cruiser and I X'd that. Oh my God. And then she came home with this juke. I don't, you know what? I'm, the PT Cruiser is looking good now. At the PT Cruiser, I'm okay with the PT Cruiser. Compared to the, the juke, man. The big bug eye juke. What construction <laughs> sound or noise do you guys love? The radio. I like having the radio on. Yeah, yeah. Music. you're a radio guy. Yeah. 20, 23 gauge pin nailer. I like to hear people singing. 
It's very soft. Yeah, it's a very soft sound. Yeah. And it means shit's getting done. Yeah. And we're using we're doing trim. I've always just been just the sound of work, progress, anything. Music, music and singing, I like. Are you a battery guy or a pneumatic? A battery guy. You're a battery, yeah. Well, all the young guys are all new, like battery, eh? My, I, I like pneumatic. Pin nailer's pneumatic. I have, also, yeah. but then, I thought Until, Milwaukee. Well, De- DeWalt has come out with a pin nailer. It's not in this country yet, but it's out. We don't use air tools in England. The mechanics, that's about it. Really? We wouldn't have air tools on site. Well, we put real roofs on for a start. Slate. That you don't Thatch. have to come back and do every fucking what? 10 every years. Every 10 years. I maybe one of you three have it, but I refuse to buy it as a cordless compressor. Yeah, I got it. I got that. That makes no sense one. to Why me. Why would you need a cordless compressor when you're, if you're just going to plug it in, it's going to make noise. You're going to have an airline. Because you had no power somewhere to plug it Actually, in. Actually, the cordless compressor versus slugging a big cordless. I mean, it's it like, does it not oh, weigh yeah. the same? No. I would think it'd be significantly lighter. I would think really? it'd be heavier, but. And on a 60 volt battery, I've trimmed an entire house. What are you on taking your charge. lawnmower battery and putting it on the compressor? Yeah, like a six. I'll put a 60 volt uh, 12 amp hour on it. Yeah. Okay. I was looking at it and I was like, mm. doesn't make any sense. I'm, I, I, I like the I hoses. can't see it. I, like, like, I, I'm, I would, I would much rather have my 18 gauge cordless DeWalt nailer. I'm right. trying to think if our framers would use it. I don't think they do. They use battery. No, uh, most framers I know are using <clears throat> pass loads or attaches, right? In England, yeah. it would be pass loads because they're nice and light. But I don't know. You have problems. That's with the, gas the problem I have. It. I have the problem with uh, the batteries framing. It's they're heavy, man. Yeah. Lugging that all day long. I'm sorry, but that's yeah. that's heavy, man. I don't yeah. like. I don't know. I got the Dewalt, the 30 degree framing. And it's nailer, not heavy. And it's, I don't find it heavy. I find it nice and balanced. My one of my guys that works for me just picked up the Milwaukee one, and it is awkward. The like, fuel, yeah, yeah. I picked it up, nose, and it's all it's nose heavy. fucking top heavy. And yeah. then I'm like, there's no battery in this thing. So I'm like, give me your biggest battery. Maybe it'll. I'm like, no. It's just you would think that these companies did some sort of testing, like if it is front heavy, back heavy, center balance, whatever. Oh, so. well, it was the first time I saw when somebody said, "Well, Makita makes an 18 gauge nailer," and I picked it up. I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm never using this." What construction center noise do you guys hate? Probably the hammer drill. Yeah, that's up. I tell you, what I used there. to hate in the um, so with the stuff we done, we used to do the metal floors, and then they pour the concrete on. Yes. You can get all the different fixings that go up there, the wedges and stuff. Yep. When you drill that metal with a hammer drill that to sound. grind it through. Because we've done a lot of hammer sets, Hilti drills. That noise is hideous. It's, it's, it's pitching. It's just like... And right the flush cut tool right now. So the flush, the trim all, tool, all the, the oscillating tool. tools yeah. are yeah. the most annoying so sound that's my, ever. So that's my favorite tool for getting the client to go away. Yeah, you pull that out so, just... If they're at home and, oh, my office is just here. I won't be in the way. And you'll be like, yeah, out okay. comes <laughs> the dual. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they moved. Go to the truck and get me the doll blade. Give me the worst blade <laughs> yeah. that's on the truck right now. The worst blade. The one that bounces around I want to start a fire. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt, gentlemen? If I wasn't, obviously, fire. But if I wasn't going to do that, like kind of what I'm already doing, I would like to be an architect. That's something I, when I was in high school, it's something I really wanted to do. I tried the AutoCAD system in high school, was absolute dog shit at it, so I gave up on it. Any job? Any yeah. job in the world. I think I'd like to be a dog handler. Like a like whisperer? Like a dog or uh, explosives dog. Oh. 
or a police dog. You can come grab Maverick whenever you want. Fucking love to do that. I'd love to see my dog be mauling someone's arm, you know. And then, should I get him off yet? <laughs> come to come to Stainer. Come to Stainer, and you can walk. You can walk. I haven't dog. said the word yet. He's gonna continue until I say this word. Yeah. What's the word? I'm not saying it. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dog that'd be great. <laughs> what profession would you guys not like to do? I a teacher. You don't want to be a teacher? I don't think I could be... I mean, I've been a coach in hockey. I've done a lot of things that way. But as far as like being an actual teacher with like 30 kids or 20 kids in your classroom that don't really give a shit to be there, I have no interest. Any job in an office for the government, I'd kill somebody. It's true. It's true, man. I could, just couldn't handle it. They end up on the watchtower. <laughs> takes, takes a special breed. Yeah. yeah. Last question. If heaven exists, gentlemen, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Psh. Psh. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Gold one, boys. I like that one. About time. About time. <laughs> About six years too late. Yeah. I, I still stick with. Oh, we're close. I still stick with him looking at me going, you're the wrong place, buddy. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. We got to get out of here. Brawley Reynolds, BrawleyReynolds.ca, Stu at BrawleyReynolds.ca, at Brawley Reynolds, and also Justice with JMP Carpentry, Justin Polinski. Yep. At hotmail.com, JMP Carpentry, and Instagram, Jay Polinsky. Thank you. I got to get out of here. Thank you so much. Thank what you. a wonderful show. Thanks, Manny. Thank you.